You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Count Out provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Count Out Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show, the, the party, the, the podcast of the summer. Is that the phrase we're going to use today? The only show hosted by two uh, mics, if I recognize that commercial from last night correctly. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, you, are you a mic? Are you a mic, Scotty? Um, no, I'm more of a, uh, more of a h2o type of guy all right all right an h2o fella by my own heart this is this is my entire bottle of water you see this thing is that a 64 ouncer what that thing's no. ginormous god look at that he's he, i mean that's a good thing 64 that's good as long as you don't drown i think you'll be fine um Jesus. i <laughs> i got a i got a little old handy pamby 32 ouncer right here with a little uh uh triceratops sticker i don't know if you can see the that. only podcast that's hydrated well, it tries to be hydrated. This fun fact about me, uh, I'm 27 and have had two kidney stones for my lack of water drinking in my life. So The I'm, only podcast that isn't hydrated. <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. I haven't had a kidney stone in four years, so I'm, I'm doing better. <laughs> I'm doing That's better. That's good. That's good. Well, good news is this week of wrestling gave me a kidney stone, so, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, as someone having a kidney stone, that's not a good news. That is the worst thing imaginable. It is so awful, Scotty. You have no idea the pain that. It, now, what a divergence the show is already having. Um, we shouldn't be talking about kidney stones on the show. We got a loaded jam-packed show for you today. Of course, we're going to be talking SummerSlam. We got a bunch of news. The Elite are re-signing. Stardom X Stardom is happening next week. Uh, in between all the five-star Grand Prixness. And now we're currently in the G1 Climax playoffs, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. And I'm excited for today's show. Um, Scotty informed me that he's spicy this morning, uh, so I'm intrigued. Oh, I'm so spicy that it's going to burn, but it's... it's You can call this show Hot One, Ring Post I, Radio. I, I'll, I'll see you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um... God damn. All right. Well, let's let's I say we just roll straight onto the show because we got a, a lot of stuff to get to. and I want to make sure we get to all of it. So we're going to start oh, off we're here to get to all of it. Is it a threat? <laughs> we're, we're only this podcast it is only be. in this podcast is only in the bottom of the third inning. 
so the show is not going to end anytime soon, and I'm excited for it, and I got a lot of stuff to get to, and we're going to get to it tonight. Uh, SummerSlam took place last night out of Detroit, Michigan, Ford's Field. Not Ford's Field, but Ford Field, uh, where they, I believe the Detroit Lions play. Um, an attendance of nearly 60,000 people, 59,000. Uh, SummerSlam took place for WWE. Um, I thought this was an interesting show. I thought this was, um, if I had to give two words to the show, Scotty, I would say mostly enjoyable. Uh, there were some things, oh, I, some things, that? some things I liked, some things I didn't like, some things I wanted to gouge my eyes out. You know, uh, you know what that sounds like, Ryan? What's that? I would say a WWE show, but it just sounds like a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit that way. Um, well, let's. What, what were your thoughts overall of this SummerSlam pay per view? Um, it was underwhelming in terms of I think it could have been their show of the year, mm-hmm. and it definitely wasn't. But it was, it was, it had its, it had its moments. It had its moments. It had its very bad moments that we'll get to. Um, overall, a fine show. Like yeah. I think, I think, I think the way it ended, most people will just say it was a shit show. Yeah, but sure. like if you go back to the start of the show and get to the end, it was mostly a fine show. You had some good moments, had some good wrestling. It's just not a show you're going to write about at the end of the year. No, no, it's not a year end year end contender for sure. But uh, like I said, like mostly enjoyable. Like I, I had some fun with some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll get to the individual matches, of course. But you know, I, I I'm throwing out a four star match on this show. Throwing, out, throwing out four stars. Uh, a lot of other three, three and a quarter, three and a half around here. So that's pretty good. You know, I'll take Watch that. Collision. Collision was good. I, I watched Collision care. as well. And that was pretty good. Uh, Collision's always good. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're colliders now. Uh, we're full ever, ever since we had that episode where you were like, yeah, I don't know yet. It's been like phenomenal. <laughs> I know. The one the one episode we sit down like, is Collision working? It then immediately like takes off. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just then so much better. It feels like um, original Dynamite. But yeah, anyways. exactly. But we're here talking about SummerSlam. Let's talk about the main event first of SummerSlam, because uh, that is the, I, I guess, the the important match of the night, even though even though this show had four main events, Scotty, uh, uh, we're talking about the main one, the main main event. Uh, They're only in the bottom of the third. They're only in the bottom of the third. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats Someone's, Jey Uso. They need to get to the fifth inning. This is a very, very deep baseball joke. They need I, to get past the fifth inning, and then we need a rain out so that the game counts. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, is a rain out an injury in this case? Is that what that is? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the seventh inning stretch of this run is going to look like, uh, and we'll we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but yes, this uh, this was the main event, the main main event of SummerSlam, the WWE title slash four. Universal title Tribal Combat match. Uh, and again, those rules of Tribal Combat were laid out as pretty much an anything goes match with. No interference. Uh, but this match took 36 minutes and had plenty of it. Scotty, what were your thoughts on what is weird? I, mean, I don't want to say weirdly, but kind of of the norm, a controversial main event. 
this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I, I like you know you sit there and you know Solisico is gonna show up, right? You know all the interference is gonna happen. Way to break the tribal combat rules, by the way. Yeah. That you explained to me. You um, you know they're gonna have interference despite a match having specifically yes. no interference like, allowed. Nothing about this match was tribal combat. Nothing. It was just a. I don't even know what it was. It was barely a. Uh, it's it was bad. That's what it was. Um. This is the worst Roman Reigns title match I think of his entire reign that I can remember off the top of my head. Oof, bub, oof. Because the entire reign? He's had this title for three innings. I know. <laughs> three innings. <laughs> one year per inning. That's paid. Um, Jesus Christ, you're right. It is one year per inning. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'll see you in seven. Um... Because we're going to extras, baby. I just start drawing uh, a seven on my shoulder. Uh, it's actually seven. Um, anyways. <laughs> I thought this was just... It was so dumb. <laughs> like, like, so the report comes out, right, that the, the, the title reign will come to an end whenever Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns say so, right? It's time to take the pen away. <laughs> from Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman because they thought how do how do we get out of this instead of just having Roman beat the guy that was a tag team wrestler for the majority of his career clean no no nay nay right nay nay let's have Jimmy Uso the guy that got his ass kicked by Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa the guy that Jay Uso was backing up let's have Jimmy Uso Let's have him screw main event Jey Uso. And listen, I know the score story is going to be like, yeah, well, you left me and we were a tag team for life and yada, yada, yada. I don't give a shit. It doesn't make sense. You just had who's the one that turned on Roman? Yeah. Who started this whole thing? Like, ah, it's so bad. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, listen. Pretty much everything until the Solo Sokoa part was like, all right, this is fine, expected. Yeah. I don't hear Roman talking all that much, so I don't care. A like l- A little bit of talking, but not Yeah. Not it was just mostly much. slow. Yeah. It was just slow paced. Otherwise, yeah. fine. I was having fine with it. And Solo gets involved. I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, and they start teasing go. a Roman solo match, which I assume yeah. is the next one, probably. Uh-huh. So, which was fine. That was fine. The Jey Uso, the Jimmy Uso thing was like, nah, this sucks. This sucks. And someone had a someone had a great point. This is a this is just a swerve to swerve. This isn't a this this is a Vince Russo ism almost in many ways. Uh, it is. It is. It's like a a TV show going an extra season when it should have ended a season ago. Fully right? agree. It's, Fully agree. It, that's exactly what it feels like now. And yeah, I know the Usos are probably going to main event payback. And listen, listen, listen. There's like two good brother matches in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, one's Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, and the other one's Owen and Brett. 
I'll I'll say as a third, uh, Mark oh, and Jay Briscoes, Briscoes yeah, at, the at the farm. Briscoes, at the Briscoes. So like, that's three. Mm-hmm. No offense to the Usos, I don't think they're gonna make me care enough to make it four. Now, if they do, good for them. Uh, but this, yeah, no, this this very much angered me because I remembered what the Jay and Roman matches were once upon a time, and it's like, what would these matches be like? What would Roman matches be without interference in today's? world mm-hmm. they'd be a lot better i can tell you that they'd be shorter <laughs> they'd be shorter like the logan paul one had no interference yeah it was good i keep referencing that one because it was like the last good one so. yeah but yeah this sucked. yeah i mean like, like you you sort of mentioned basically my whole thoughts are that you know they started on the match you know, fine. You know, there's obviously some talking. I talked about it last week in our preview that I, I was really hoping there'd be zero talking and just like straight up fighting because I feel like that's what this this show and storyline and rivalry and everything needed was just tribal combat. Uh, and, and we got some stuff, not a whole lot of stuff, but some stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know, for a Roman match, I'll, I'll, that's acceptable, I guess, for me. Then you get Solo coming in, and it is, you know, the uh, immediate breaking of the entire concept of this match. Um, Just kind of throwing that away. It's like, all right. Um, Which the the Vince Russo of it all, just setting up a stipulation and then ignoring the stipulation. Uh, There's no point. Um, You you know, then you get a Solo Roman tease, which I'm going to guess based on the ending of the match, that's the next title match at Paymac or whatever of the other pay-per-views going to be is going to be Solo versus Roman. Yeah, Roman ain't working Paymac, but... Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, And then you get the the turn out of nowhere, just a swerve to be a swerve with Jimmy Uso. I I have no idea why. It it is. It's overkill. It is... You know, could have ended at Roman, could have ended at Sammy, could have ended here. And now we're getting against presumably Roman against Solo Sokoa, which some people are like saying is a year. Would Some people said at one point in time that was like a year out and looks like right now that's like a month or two out. Um, and I don't think people are necessarily I'm not excited about that. I think you need more time to cook that up, maybe. And I don't necessarily think fans, the fact that they were saying maybe a year out for that, that eventually, I don't necessarily think fans would be excited for that match based on that. Um, And then you get a swerve for no reason, and Jimmy was kind of the one that kind of pulled Jay out of the whole bloodline thing and and to begin with. And now Jimmy's back in for some reason, somehow. Stay tuned for SmackDown to figure out why, I guess. Um, It's... It it is becoming overkill. I you know you mentioned Vince Russo. I also seen people tweet about this is becoming the NWO where it was like hot at the beginning. Well, I don't know about hot at the beginning because it happened three years ago at this point. But at this point, hot, and then it's kind of getting swerve after swerve for no kind of reason, and they're running out of blocks. Like I thought, but- you know what I thought would have been interesting. What I fully thought was going to be more interesting, and didn't think Jimmy Uso is in any equation whatsoever. I would have been so more interested if it was like that new uh, uh, Simone kid, f- that uh, Umaga's son, that's working in reality of wrestling. He just yeah. started wrestling. I mean, how much more interesting would be if we introduced another Samoan or just throwing like I don't know Tamatanga for some stupid reason. Like he just comes over, you know, 
Like it's just like it's just somebody new, and instead now we're recycling for no reason. Um, that's frustrating to see. And you know, I'm not fully in to be clear, I'm not fully into the bloodline storyline to begin with, but now it is you're recycling for no reason. And when you start doing that, you are going to lose steam immediately. And the time where at a at the press conference, everyone was arguing. The bloodline is the reason WB has this boom to begin with. And now you just did this angle that to seemingly has upset people. It's upset me. It's upset you. It's upset the internet. Will it upset the pay-per-view watching audience? Will it upset the, the WB fans? Will they get mad about this? Will the WB boom period end because of this? I guess that's the question. Uh, as I like to say, like I, I, one, one, I do seriously mean the, the TV show thing. Like this isn't cinema. This is a TV show that will never end. This is the TV show that, oh, let's extend it for a few seasons. Cause it's super popular. Yeah. Even though it should have ended. Um, it is, it's like the reverse wwe in some sense because yeah. like they so rarely keep things going like this right usually they just move on mm-hmm. usually usually they leave stuff on the table <laughs> now now they are grabbing at crumbs now they're doing all these things and i always remember what matt hardy said in a uh interview one time how no one wanted to see him and jeff fight when they had those matches Yes, no that one, WrestleMania match of Matt yeah, versus Jeff. No Hardy. one wants to see the Usos wrestle each other. No one. That was not a. That was not an ask. So, uh, whatever. Yeah, disappointing end to a mostly enjoyable pay per view. Let's get to. Well, we'll we'll just go uh, backwards from here, I guess. Um, we'll start. We'll say next up, uh, WWE Women's Triple Threat Match: Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, the match includes is, is twenty minutes and forty five seconds long. That's a looking at that Felt time. It. That fucking fell in forever. Uh, Charlotte Flair basically controlling the entire match. Asuka slapping in the uh, her submission move the entire time. Bianca Belair uh, selling a knee injury. Ultimately, Bianca Belair d- doesn't get a win with the four fifty splash um, that she comes in to make the save for whatever. Uh, but she eventually does win the match. Um and then Charlotte's bad. And then we'll get to the next part. But yes, Charlotte. Uh, she does some things. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's trying. And then she does like, uh, she, then she. Then she does like the handstand, uh, clothesline into the corner that looks truly horrendous. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? She. She isn't. I wouldn't use the word fluid to describe Charlotte Flair. You know, she, you know, she, she feels stiff as a board. You know, that, that's the problem with Charlotte. She doesn't look natural, not in like that sense, but like. Are you saying she's not natural selection? She is not a natural selection. She, she looks, she looks uncomfortable to be in that ring. In a sense that, like, the problem with that is that, like, then you create an entire match surrounding her dominating the entire match, basically. This match, she she should have won this match, right? She was dominating I the entire time. Would. I thought she was going to. It didn't really matter if she wanted to with the, with the outcome of the night. 
Um, I thought they were just going to give her another free title. Yeah, that, that would make sense to me. I The thing about Charlotte Flair is that she needs to do something else, quite honestly. She's been doing the same gimmick for like seven plus years. Like but she can't be a baby face. She can't be a baby face. She tried being a baby face. It doesn't really click. Um, she's only good as a heel. At least in this gimmick, she's only good as a heel. She would have to do a whole other gimmick. But she's basically like, you know, you know, the, we had the 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 Finn Balor Seth Rollins match where they're making references to their match from SummerSlam seven years ago, right? Sure. Charlotte Flair has been doing this gimmick for at least seven years, basically. You know, maybe she's still the same gimmick. Maybe she'll turn face. Maybe she'll have a a a, a like a Dana Brooke with her, but she's still doing the same exact thing, basically. And the only thing that's changed is she's added some moves from Andrade, and that's that's kind of the only thing. And I, I personally, I mean, I've been tired of seeing her on my screen for years now. I want her to do something else. Asuka's interesting. I thought Bianca Blair was great in this match, beyond all that. Um, I thought her selling of the knee was fantastic. Uh, I thought she did a fan... She just did a fantastic job. I thought selling the knee was great. I, you know, I thought it was weird selling the knee and then going to a 450 splash. <laughs> just that felt weird to me. But uh, ultimately, I thought she was great. Uh, but before we get to uh, the cash-in at the end of it, what did you think of this match itself, Scotty? Um, I thought it was clunky. I thought, and most Charlotte Flair matches are clunky. Like, there are part of her matches where she like does things, and I'm like, oh yeah, she's she can still be good. And then she does other things, like I was saying, that just she it looks off and it makes everyone else look off. And that mm-hmm. was a lot of this match. Um, I mean, I'm happy they got time. Yeah, oh, we got plenty of time with 20 minutes on our clock. But Jesus. It, it just felt long. Like, it just felt like nothing was happening. Yeah. Well, they were doing a lot of things, but it still felt like nothing was happening. Yeah. Um, But whatever. I was just sitting there waiting for the cash in anyway, so I didn't care. Yeah, I'll talk about it. The, the post match, EO Sky, Bailey come out. They uh, beat up the other two. EO Sky cashes in on a hurt Bianca Blair, who had just won the title. She does that moonsault. Uh, she picks up that win, and Io Sky is your new women's champion. The first ever former World of Stardom champion to become a main roster world champion in mm-hmm. WWE. Mm-hmm. Pre- pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, Stardom center credit. Uh, Rossi shout her out. Like it was very, it was a very cool moment. He tipped, um, he tipped his hat to her. It, you know, a year ago she made the decision to stay rather than go back and while a lot of the year has been you know i think a lot of people could say it wasn't worth it in the end it is she got her reign now will it last more than a month couldn't tell you but at least she got it Mm -hmm. and she that means she made it that means she she bet on herself when she left stardom she could have stayed there forever yep and she didn't. She took the chance, and now she is world champion. So, very deserving, very exciting for the division. Her facing Bianca should be good. Her facing Asuka. Her facing Kyrie. Her facing. Eh, she's gonna face Kyrie. I mean, come on, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll her about, facing we'll Bailey. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, no those, one. those are all more exciting matches to me than pretty much any of those other three winning. Cause I've seen those other three on top. Yeah. I mean, Bianca and EO I've seen earlier this year. It was really good. I, I saw when EO lost, but you know, I saw someone tweet out, uh, the, the graphic of Hikaru Shida winning and EO Sky winning. And I thought to myself, didn't, didn't when EO Sky won the NXT title, wasn't that the same week that Hikaru, that Shida won the AEW women's title for the first time? I'm pretty sure that was like the same week or something. Um, that might be it. They both won them in the pandemic pretty early. Yeah. So I'm pretty like, I, I just thought about that. I was like, man, you know, time, time flies. We're back at it again. Sheeta and, and EO back on top of the mountain, I guess. Um, pretty cool that they both get to get real reigns now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that'd be exciting. I'm uh, Well, supposedly I, I'm interested to see. I think there's a lot of potential and a good solid reign from EO Sky. Obviously we saw with the Puerto Rican crowd, they were super behind EO Sky. I mean, despite, again, despite being the heels, she got a ginormous pop over the hurt baby face of Bianca Belair. So, just uh, one time, WWE, like, don't turn Bailey to cost EO. Like, make it make sense. Like, do it so that she can get a title match because, like, that's why you would turn in the first place. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me cost you the title so it's not in the picture anymore. Like, that, that it's so dumb. Yeah. It's, and that's not just a WWE thing. I've seen it in other companies, but don't do that one. I know it's happening. Like I, I it, we know it's inevitably happening. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, at least this was exciting. This was this was a nice moment. Nice, nice moment for EO Sky. Hopefully, she gets a long reign out of this. WWE World Heavyweight Title Match: Seth Rollins defeats Finn Balor. Uh, Scotty, uh, I loved this match. This was my match of the night. Um, wow. I would love to hear what your thoughts of this match were between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Seth Rollins carry job. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's carry job. Carry Finn's job. Bad. Wow. I thought this, this was the, I thought this was the best wrote, Finn I've I wrote, seen in I years. Wrote the, I wrote this as this is the best Finn match I've seen since his last run in NXT. I, I can agree to that. Which is why it's a Seth Rollins carry job. Wow. I guess that's because be I haven't fair. seen a match. I haven't seen a great match out of Finn in three, four years. Mm-hmm. I've seen great matches out of Seth in three, four years. So who, what's the common denominator? Uh, Finn looked good. Seth looked good. I like that they played up the moments from their match seven years ago. Right. I loved the. I loved the power bomb into the um barricade exact spot mm-hmm. i with, i like with the, the reverse were reverse players yes. there and i really like i did like the finish um and it's so weird because like when the interference happens it's like yeah here we go I have both world title matches with interference here mm-hmm. we go mm-hmm. uh but this interference worked better because it was failing like they were trying yes. and trying and trying, and Seth just kept fit, uh, beating him and beating him. And I like the finish because right, he hits the stomp on the briefcase, and then he just stares down Damian Priest like, "What you gonna do?" Yeah, and I was like that. That made Seth feel like 
he was he didn't have dumb baby face syndrome. It was a, it was a nice yes. it was a nice moment to see. Um, I thought this and the match prior were my like two top matches in terms of like wrestling. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yes. Um, and then I'll talk about Cody and Brock and how I liked the story because they they also went back in time, um, to a old match, um. Uh, I know you, but I know you loved it, so I'm gonna stop talking about it. And I, you go. I loved it. You, you, <clears throat> you basically said everything uh, that I liked about the match. I just obviously liked it more than you. I, it sounds like I, I really liked the callbacks to the match seven years ago. That, like, the, you know, that seven years ago was like the time I got back in the WWE. So, like, there's like a weird, I guess, soft spot for me for me there. Uh, sure. th- this match in a weird way. Um, I I enjoyed the callbacks. I like the buckle bombs and all that stuff. I thought, like you said, I thought the finish, the distraction finish worked here uh, because it made Seth Rollins not only look smart, but dominant, be able to um, fight off practically four people uh, and outsmart the heels and, and, and destroy their plans. I thought sure. it made him look smart and dominant. And then that stare down is really what cemented that dominance for me. Uh, between him and Damian Priest. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a great match, well worked. I thought, like you said, it was the best Finn Balor match I've seen in years since in the main roster for him. Probably since Kyle. Oh, main roster. Main roster? Uh, AJ Styles. I couldn't even tell you, man. The Finn Balor, AJ Styles match from uh, Extreme Rules or whatever years ago? Uh, nah, probably not because AJ's washed. Well, that that was when he was still pretty that was good. good. That was still when he was still pretty that was good. good. <laughs> um, that was the one that happened because... Uh, Sister Abigail couldn't wrestle. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. Um, she got the mumps or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the mumps. Um, yeah, no. I thought I just I just really liked this match. I thought it was well worked. It was the best wrestling yeah. match on the show, and I enjoy wrestling. It was, it was hot too. It was hot, oh, and the crowd was super into it, and that certainly helped me. So uh, I, I definitely got into it because of it. Um, and yeah, I, I I greatly enjoyed this match. It, this this felt like the match that had like the best like story and action combined of mm-hmm. the night. Yeah, if that makes sense. Because then there was two matches to me that had good story, but maybe a little less action. Mm-hmm. The other one had good action, but a little less story. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think there was definitely it's an incomplete kind of night. Does yeah, that make sense? yeah. There was definitely yeah. stuff like there could have done more stuff here. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. Yeah. I'm not gonna be mad at you if like you wanted more out of this because I think that's fair. I, I will say though, like we said, like I, it is Finn Balor. He's not the same guy he's been in since in the main roster. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but I got way more than I was fully expecting. Um, right. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Gunther defeats Drew McIntyre. Thirteen minutes and forty three seconds. To retain the Intercontinental title, he is well on his way. Probably gonna beat that honky tonk man record. Uh, I don't even uh, know. I think it's like he's like almost like days away or something like that. Uh, I'm gonna look that up. A, I think it's like a month or something. Uh, but he, so he will probably get it. He'll probably. Be, maybe, I wonder if it's like on the day of. Uh, um, uh, I don't think they, they don't have anyone lined up that's very clear to beat him. So I don't think it's something to worry about right now. No. But uh, what did you think of this match? That's just weird because, like, obviously the wrestling was really good, and like, Gunther is appointment television in a in a WWE world that that's very rare. Um, but like, I thought this was as 
about the same level as the Chad Gable match from Raw, which mm-hmm. was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what the stakes were here, the the platform, what we've seen these two guys do in the same ring together, it's frankly underwhelming. And I and I think I agree with that. I can agree with that. And I think part of the problem is it's not Gunther. It's not even Drew always. It's more of the expectations are to the Sheamus level, to the triple threat level from WrestleMania. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was my big thing. Is that when I see there's a difference in Gunther matches, there is either David versus Goliath, him versus versus Tyler Bate, Ilya Dragunov, even Pete Dunne, I'll say. And then there is Hoss fight Gunther, Sheamus, McIntyre, uh others are available um so that when i think of hoss matches i'm going to compare the sheamus match here right and to me this did not live up to that sheamus match no but but, uh it it was still good wrestling like that's the thing like there was really good wrestling in here to me it was the best like wrestling in ring match of the night like if you know what i'm saying and i didn't think it was not going to be just because it's like Gunther could do that in his sleep. Yeah. Right? But there was just something missing. Maybe drama. There was no drama. Like, I never got to a level where I thought Drew was winning. No. You know, in the Sheamus matches, he fought so hard that you believed he could have won. Right? And at the end, you know, you feel like they got through this war and one shot's going to win it. I just never got there with this match. And maybe that's what was missing the most because I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. They still did that. Mm-hmm. Just not to the extreme that the Sheamus match did. And I think that's not anyone's fault. That Sheamus, that Sheamus, all the Sheamus stuff was just so good. Um, I do wonder where they go mm-hmm. with Gunther now, because I mean, you look at, you look at what the roster has. I'm thinking maybe you do like a Sami Zayn, since uh, Kevin's hurt. That, that right could be now. interesting. That could be a nice old maybe, David Goliath. Yeah, maybe do that at Payback. Um, I think that would be great because I think Sam, Sammy's such a smart worker now. Like he can get the best out of himself without being, you know, his top physical form, mm-hmm. like he was years ago. As you, I mean, as we saw at WrestleMania and stuff like that. Um, I'd run back the Chad Gable match. I think they had great chemistry, and I think Chad Gable's phenomenal. Um, you could do, I don't know. There's a there's a number of people you could just toss into this, yeah, and get a great match. Um, and then Drew should probably like turn heel or something. I I saw um, a post. I don't remember what uh, news outlet said it, but it was an interview with Drew McIntyre where he says he doesn't want to turn heel on WWE. He think I think it was the Observer. They said that he doesn't want to turn heel on WWE because he thinks his babyface character has a lot of um, has more has more to go. His babyface character has more to go. I was like, I thought to myself, you've been babyface practically since you returned to this company. Well, Drew, I can tell you, you don't. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Vinken Bjorn. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the, the name there. Uh, he said it was 32 days is how many days away uh, Gunther is from breaking the Honky Tonk Man record. Uh, that is a, like basically a week after payback. 
So we could certainly do a payback match, um, Monday Night Raw, and then uh, he, you know what you should do. What's that? Uh, I'm pretty sure Dragonov can be called up at any moment. Just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play off their history that he's like the last guy to beat Gunta. Uh huh. It's easy. That'd it's be a, easy. I, it's money. You are telling me that Ilya Dragonov might want some payback. Uh, no, I don't think. Oh. I think oh. Gunther would want payback because oh. oh, makes sense. Ilya beat him. Yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but like, I, there's a lot of ways to go. I'm just happy he won. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the most important part. I was like, if they cut his leg out from under him now, when he's so close to the honky tonk man, I would have lost my shit. But the, like, Ilya would be interesting because you know it, it's like the uh, like Tanahashi Okada when Okada was near near the end of his reign. Like, give it somebody that is like, all right, this guy. They, they have a historic rivalry. They have these stuff all set up. The, he's he's previously beaten in the past of Ilya. Um, Him and Seamus being on the different shows sucks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Honestly, it should be just Seamus. <laughs> Seamus would be way more interesting as, as the payback match. Because yeah. then he, if he wins, then cool. If not, then great. You know, yeah, that would be yeah. that could also work. I think as Seamus, but he's on a different brand, and that that whole. Well, thing. Let me look at this brutal battle royal. Who uh, who would have made sense? Uh, oof. Almost nope, nope, uh, nope. this almost is almost working. He's on Raw. No. Anyone want to see uh, AJ Styles and Gunther? Is he on Raw? On no, he's on SmackDown. SmackDown. Uh, who cares? You know what? That there, there's my decision. Who cares? Speaking about who cares? Uh, MMA rules match. Oh Baszler my god! Defeats Ronda Rousey. Seven minutes and twenty six seconds. Uh, crowd was so dead in this match. This match. Uh, this match, I saw this match was so it, it was colder than an igloo. It was the crowd just cheering for the finish, uh, just did not work. You know, in, in a time where I would, I would say, uh, that WWE fans aren't really fully into the wrestling. They went to the stories and then in the moments and the viral hits, this crowd wanted wrestling, and this match wasn't wrestling. The crowd did not like it, did not work. The crowd hated it, and they wanted it to leave. But uh, but yeah, they this, stuck in the middle of the show just because. I so I was sitting there watching this. I was like, "Wow they they said this is more important than a Rhea Ripley title match." Uh, and I was uh, like, Becky... "Rhea Ripley's song fits this perfectly because this is my brutality. This <laughs> fucking sucks." Uh Someone had, uh, I think it was Ibu of Russell Pierce. He had the best tweet I've ever seen. And I don't think he meant it as a negative, but it definitely hit home with me. He said it's like a Masataka Funaki Noah match. I was like, yes, it sucks. <laughs> that that it's, tweet was only for you. It sounds. I was like, like it's boring as shit. Mm-hmm. It does nothing, and then it just ends. Yeah, I, I tweeted. I tweeted at you. I was like, this is more Bloodsport Eight than Bloodsport One. That this was is- perfect. That was also perfect. Yeah. And I was like, I no comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sucked. Yeah, this. Uh, the, you know my rating? You hit me. A quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no heart. God. No care. No. It's the irony of this match is also not lost to me. The fact that this is more than likely probably Ronda Rousey's last match in WWE. And that last match being an MMA fight 
where she loses, I don't think is lost on me. I don't think is lost on anybody else. Uh, I mean, it put over Shayna. I guess the idea was to put over Shayna as a, a brutal fighter, right? You know, a heel fighter. Um, something that Ronda tried to do but didn't really work. Having beat Ronda in MMA, you know, like, oh, she's the, the Chris Cyborg or whatever of this division now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I had a feeling this, this you know, the, I knew the, what the result was going to be. And the match just did not work whatsoever. It wasn't even a match. It I mean, was stinky. It was stinky, dinky dude. I watched it. I'm just sitting there like, I don't care about this. And no. then, hey, look, it. no one else does either. No, the crowd completely did. Especially, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, you kicked off the show hot, right? You have Paul and Ricochet and you got Cody and Brock. And usually the battle royals to come down. But because of L.A. Night, it wasn't. No. So this was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a. Yeah. Well, let's get to that battle royal. I'm, I'm done talking to Saturday rules match. Um, battle oh, royal. Oh, wait, I have <laughs> one last thing. I don't like to see worked MMA. I never do. Stop doing it. Professional wrestling. Please get rid of it. He's an anti-Pancrase guy. That's what Scotty is. It's like three people can do it well. And those three people are? Number one. Uh, I'm not naming them. I'm just saying not. they're not here. Okay? They're not in WWE. That's fair. That's fair. They're certainly not in WWE. Even former MMA people can't do it, right? Uh, <laughs> no, because they they... I'm watching it. And I'm like, listen, I know Ronda wasn't all that great of a striker to begin with. But her punches look like shit because she's like, yeah, like she's the work, the work punches, yeah. Her work punches are not good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, battle royal, uh, not for anything. <laughs> I was shocked to find out that this battle royal wasn't for anything at all. It's uh, for a life supply of Slim Jim, baby. Yeah. <laughs> even they, even if they just said that, I would have been okay with it. I, <laughs> like, even if they just it was said, to get into the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just like, yeah, it's to get into the commercial. But if you said at the top, this is the Slim Jim Battle Royal, the winner of this match is going to get a lifetime of Slim Jims. Yeah, yeah, I know that's going to be a bunch of advertising, all this stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, they're fighting for something. They're not, you know, they're not fighting for the US title, despite the champion being in here. They're not fighting for a million dollars or something, which they could have done. But Slim you know Jim, you could have done that. You know, why about not? All this, like, there was a lot of sponsored things through the night. Did you see the Rocket Mortgage? Like, we're going to donate $5,000 every, every time someone goes to the top row. I sat there and like, wow, WWE's kind of scummy for not booking more tops. <laughs> 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 they had a lot, actually, on the night, I noticed. But um, I just thought that was funny. Uh, I was like, I don't even know what they were donating to. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I don't, I don't recall ever them saying where are they donating to, but sure. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna credit this battle royal. It was a well done battle royal. They're donating to Vince McMahon's legal fees. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me talk to you. Yeah. So this match, uh, the feds. Let me talk to you. Well, so it was a 21-man battle royal. 20 men come out. Twenty-five. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a mystery man. Turns out it was Omos. He makes his return, I guess. 
Because I don't Thank think we, God. I don't think we've Thank seen him since WrestleMania. God. Thank God he's back. I know. What I can't would I have so done excited. without that? Huh? Uh, and he ultimately loses the match. <laughs> he makes his return. Ultimately loses. LA Knight gets the win. You said it was yeah. well worked. You said it was well worked. Uh, the crowd was certainly into LA Knight. And you know why I said it was well worked? Because they they did stories like. They they ha- they made you aware of the stories that are going on. They continued a lot of television storylines. It was pretty much the obvious of many AEW paper uh, AEW battle royals and WWE battle royals. To be mm-hmm. fair, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which they, all usually stink. They continued carrying Cross and AJ Styles. They continued Santos Escobar and Austin Theory. Uh, they kind of continued Sheamus and LA Knight. Yeah, um, yeah. They kind of they had the right winner. They had the right winner. The crowd was obviously very into the winner. Um, it's crazy how over this moment Trucker is. Yeah. I could not care less about this battle royal, but it achieved everything. It achieved everything I think it set out to do, if that yeah. makes sense. I don't you know what's funny? It's like I, I sit there, I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get like why is LA Knight so over? And then and then and then when he's doing things of like I'm into it, I'm like, oh, that's probably why. Yeah. Cause like he just he just makes he he brings you in, even if like I know he as a wrestler in ring guy, he's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just him talking, yeah, let me talk to you. Like he has all the key catchphrases that get you over. What's wild is that even when he's out of this company, yeah, is still gonna be used by the crowd. I fear. This they is call my... it the yeah movement. <laughs> I know. I my fear is I've never felt more attacked. <laughs> I fully think that there is a good chance that the yeah is going to replace the yes chance. Yes. In WWE it will. Yeah. I fully think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, can I can that be the clip I put online? It's just uh, us saying, yeah, yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> singles match, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. This was yeah. speaking about David and Goliath. Uh big time David and Goliath energy between Brock and Cody. Constantly throwing Cody into the outside, but Cody won't give up. Cody goes back inside. They do a bunch of wrestling. And eventually Cody Rhodes gets that win. And uh out of nowhere. Uh, handshake, hug, and raising the hand, that stamp of approval from Brock to Cody. Uh, mm. Cody's a made man in his company, I'd say, at this point. Uh, Triple I'd H, so. Triple H in the press conference seems to say, seemed to apply that this match was uh, called between them, and that spot wasn't planned until Brock did it. Um, so, yeah, that seems to be... Brock formally giving his seal of approval for Cody Rhodes just at the thing. You know, who knows if that's true, but uh, that seems to be what it is. So what did you think of this match? I probably like this match more than like a lot of people. And it's because I was like, I felt like I was watching the Cena match over again, mm-hmm. except I knew Cody was going to overcome it and it was going to be like a good payoff for him in the end. Um like the like, this is this is this is what I was talking about earlier. Where it's like, this is the match that had good story, maybe not the best wrestling because it was just Brock throwing this poor guy around, um, for ever. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't like they didn't have like a full on classic or anything, but they told the story well of Cody just not giving up, 
getting back in the ring, getting back in the ring, getting his ass kicked. Like this guy's all marked up. Um, kind of the story of the feud is that Cody just continuously gets to the ass kicked when he keeps getting up mm-hmm. and ultimately it achieves the goal of getting him over. Yeah. Big. Yeah. I can applaud anything that gets the job done like that. It's not, it's still not the Brock Cody match. I know that they could have someday, you know, and that's maybe my biggest gripe. Maybe when Cody wins the title, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Wins whatever title, whichever one he does win. Um, you know, because he will get it eventually. One title, I don't know which one, but U.S. US title, of course. Yeah, sure. He's still the face of Raw. It's mm-hmm. him and Ripley, very clearly. Like if you watch an episode of Raw, no offense, Seth, but it's those two. Yeah. Um, good story. Pretty, pretty generic professional wrestling. Actual wrestling. Um, but it got Cody over, so job well done yeah i i i completely understood the story i i think it was a good story for me there was it was kind of just uh a a little too much subtlety hammer like throwing him yeah uh, yeah yeah. like even if they just threw cody to different sides of the of the (laughs) ring that would have helped me i think that would have kept throwing him out the same one yeah i think throwing him to different side of the ring would have hot hid i think some of my that issue uh because just throwing him to the same exact spot over and over again, yeah. it, and especially if the idea is like it made them, me laugh at one point. <laughs> it, the idea of them possibly like calling it in the ring or whatever is very funny to me. If that's the case, because then it's Brock simply like he wants Cody to do a spot, but Cody doesn't know what the spot is, so he just keeps dumping Cody to the outside until he does it. Which I don't know what the st- spot was going to be. Maybe the the steel steps or the uh freaking table or something i don't know uh, <clears throat> um but yeah i i think it, it, it had a little bit of self-indulgence a little bit um uh, but ultimately like i got the story i thought you know david goliath stuff you know cody got the comeback and all this stuff and was able to defeat brock um and yeah I, I think i agree i fully when this rivalry started i fully thought that there will be more to it uh, in terms of the wrestling matches, um, and, yeah. and to that extent, it was a little disappointing. <clears throat> but in a, a story, I thought it was fairly good. I mean, the story starts with uh, them shaking hands and then Brock, you know, beating up Cody uh, at the end of it, and it ends with Brock shaking hands for real, giving him a hug, and raising his arm and all that stuff. So he's doing it for real there. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's doing it for real there, and you know, as a story, that's solid. Sets up Cody to do sets up Cody to do whatever he's doing next. Does anyone have any idea what that's going to be? I he accomplished I had no idea. Everything. Like they accomplished everything they set out to do with this feud, whether they had a great match or not. And that's that's that means a feud did the job, if that makes sense. He you know like he's still he's still unbelievably over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd lost their mind when he won clean. He won clean. Yeah. I don't care about the turnbuckle. I don't consider that dirty. Like, I know some people are like, why did he cheat? I was like, that. It's just it's part of the wrestling. It's from the first match. They played that in the first match. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I'm intrigued to see yeah. what happens next. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens next with Cody. Trent Cody and Gunther, like, let's get nuts. That could be interesting. C- Cody versus Gunther at Payback for no reason other than just the title and all that. And stuff. we go Super Cody verse. It ends in a double knockout. And it ends with uh, Cody getting whipped by Honky Tonk Man or something crazy. Uh, some crazy the spirit of the honky tonk man. I'm gonna challenge you with a with a tear in my eye and a tear in my daughter's eye and the spirit of honky tonk man. Oh, by the way, I watched the becoming Cody Rhodes uh, documentary over on the on the cock. Um, it was great. Mm -hmm. Outside of like the second rate company thing that you know did it did its job of riling everyone up. By the way, yeah. Like obviously they know all ends about to happen. Obviously, <laughs> you know they they had to toss their insult in there. They can't help themselves. Just like both sides can never help themselves. And also, we're all insult, five years old. The insight insult came from Triple H. You know the guy. That's, yeah, of course. Every, going to everyone was like, as he should. Oh, I can't believe he said it. I was like, he should say it. He hundred percent should, should say shit like that. Like it, if you look, it's, whatever. Who cares? But the actual documentary was great probably the best one wwe's done in years i thought it was phenomenal um cody's story is very i know like some people just think he's an actor like when he cries and stuff well a little bit i would say a little well bit. he is and he's not sometimes like I, sometimes I, it's like, right, I would say he now. has those emotions i would say he ramps it up to 10 <laughs> yeah i i do think that dusty just gets him every time i just like every time that man says dusty <laughs> and i love cody you, for that. you did the cody you did the cody head dance <laughs> yeah yeah i love cody so i'm a bit, i've always been a big cody you, fan uh, cody like literally fighting back the tears <laughs> i love cody so shout out to cody shout out to the american nightmare uh i hope he's world champion eventually because uh <laughs> Someone's got to save us. Oh fuck! That killed me. <laughs> You're welcome. God, You're he, welcome. The the the, the oh, like he's in pain from it and he's fighting back the tear. He takes it so literally, fighting back the tears. Shout out, Cody. Oh god, god, that was so funny. I wasn't expecting that. Um, uh, opening of the show was Logan Paul versus Ricochet. 18 minutes. Uh, Scotty, I know you love this match online. Did you? Did, did, how did you feel about it? Talk to me. Talk to me. Um, I mean, it should have been a lot better. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> but I think I, I'm saying that because I think you were higher on it than I was. Um, yeah, I, I probably was, even though I wasn't even that high on it. <laughs> what 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 rating did you give it? Um, I think three I gave four, three and a half. I don't know. It was better than a lot of G1 matches. That helped. <sighs> I gave it. A, I gave it a solid three. I gave it a solid. Yeah, three. That's fair. I I, I I just think like they did a lot of cool stuff, and Logan Paul got over, and he's stupid good. I thought the cool. I thought there was some sloppiness in that cool stuff. That whole Spanish fly sequence. I thought that was like a little. Uh... Oh, I knew. I I watched them doing that. I'm like, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're not gonna hit this. Yeah. I think I was. Yeah, was three and a quarter. I just like I had a lot of fun with it because I think they're just good performers. Yes. Um, I think they achieved. I wanted moves. them to do the thing that they did at the Rumble. Me too. Stupidly. Me too. I was like, just do it. Like, who cares? Me too. Um, but Logan Paul's excellent. 
Yeah, they're good athletes. I think that their chemistry wasn't fully together, and I think there was yeah. a little sloppiness in that. The, in the that. buck shot to the outside was pretty sick. That was pretty sick. Um, like I said, like they both achieved the moves. It was just a yeah. little sloppy, a little. The chemistry was off in spots, um, and it didn't. As you mentioned, that that sort of cross, that Royal Rumble cross body spot, it didn't achieve the. The le- viral moments. Yep. There's no viral moments. It didn't achieve the the height of those small spots that they've had in the various rumbles and and yeah, battle. It's probably Logan's second worst singles match. I was also going to say it, it wasn't his best match that I've seen for him. It was good. It was solid, it was but better it, than the Miz match. Congratulations! <laughs> what a bar! What a bar we've set. The um, matches he loses are usually his worst ones. That's true. That's fair because he's not. I mean, the matches he wins. The matches he. Wins. I was gonna say that's that's real Hogan shit right there. When, when he when he loses, mm-hmm. he puts on better performances. Yeah, and I think it's probably better. I think. I don't know. He's really good either way. Yeah, um, I still don't like the guy. I think he's a terrible human being. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, always want to make sure that gets put in there. Just want to make sure. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, well, that's SummerSlam. Let's that's SummerSlam. Let's move on to our next topic here. Unless you had any other thoughts about uh SummerSlam. Uh, no, no, I don't. All right, great. Um, so last uh Wednesday, uh, WWE had their quarter two. I want to say it was quarter two, quarter three. Um, conference call. Basically, the company is making the most money they've ever made. Uh, Peacock has gave them a shit ton of money, even though despite the Peacock losing like six billion dollars, um, in the then since their creation, uh, they got got crapped out of money there. But despite making the most money they've ever made. We got this news that Vince McMahon, <clears throat> earlier this month, U.S. federal law enforcement agents executed both a search warrant and grand jury subpoena on WWE Executive Chairman Vince McMahon. It came out during their quarterly SEC filings Wednesday, uh, where it was reported on January on July 17th, federal law enforcement uh, ex- uh, executed a search warrant and served a federal grand jury subpoena on Mr. McMahon. No charges have been brought in these investigations. The companies receive voluntary and compulsory legal demands for documents, including from federal law enforcement and regulatory agencies, considering the investigation and related subject matters. Uh, Nick Khan gave no comment about it, um, but uh, a thing that people picked up on, two things that people picked up on, I believe it was Brandon Thurston that picked up on recently that maybe this could be in conjunction with um, money that Vince McMahon slashed through WWE, gave to Donald Trump in 2007-2009 uh, in two separate uh, instances. Um, maybe that's what's in conjunction for because we know that, you know, obviously, former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is currently getting uh, uh, <laughs> getting plastered by the U.S. federal government, uh, which I enjoy to see online. Um, uh, so that maybe it's in conjunction with that. On the other hand, the other thing that people notice is that, like, two days later, just so happened that Vince McMahon had to go into severe back surgery, uh, and he's current, currently recovering. So whether that's related or who's not, I'd say that's an extreme example, uh, just like, I don't know, maybe wearing a neck brace to a steroid trial. Um, maybe that's something similar, but uh, who knows? But who knows? All we do know is that Vince McMahon has been uh, subpoenaed, uh, and he's got a search warrant uh, for, I guess, his home, um, and we don't know what exactly they're looking for, what it's related to, uh, there's just some conjecture. So any thoughts on Vince McMahon in this subpoena? No. 
Like, like so I saw someone say, like, why is no one talking about this? They always talk about AEW. It's like, because he gets that out of it every time. <laughs> so, like, how am I supposed to care? Mm-hmm. Like, got- yeah, should he be out after this? Absolutely. Is he gonna? No. I will say, though, Scotty. The no, f- no, we're not doing this. He's not. It's not happening. No, no. I will say the one thing he doesn't have going for him is that Jerry McDivitt is no longer with WWE and he's retiring. That's true. So one of the biggest uh, cards he had in his deck is gone uh, and he has to do on, do this alone. So, you know, I think that that's the only thing of like, ah, that's interesting. It's not, no, there could just be a subpoena and there's no charges related to that, I guess. Um, but it is very, very, uh, very interesting, and, and I think he's gonna tougher spot. But yeah, I think that's that's the only thing really note I would say. He's still Vince. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's still Vince. Um, let's do something fun for a bit. Uh, so in the past couple of days, um, ESPN released a thirty under thirty. They typically do this with other sports. Uh, but they did it for wrestling. They had a 30 under 30. They just do it for MMA. <clears throat> Whatever. That's enough. Um, they did one for wrestling, Mark. Are you just going to make me sit here with the Kyrie stuff? Like, are you just going to make me boil over here? I am I got it on the docket. I told you the order, and you said that's fine. I don't know. No, no. I thought the, the news always kicks us off, so I just... Whatever. Now I'm moving stuff around, baby. Uh, we're almost. Right. We got. Some, we got like, some news bits right now. We're in the news corner right now, so we'll get to it. But I want to do something fun before we get uh, into uh, yeah, this is fun. deep conversation. So Mark Ramondi and Randy Caldwell put together a 30 under 30 list under on ESPN. The top 10 people they had going from 10 to one uh, was number 10 Logan Paul, number nine Liv Morgan, number eight Kenosuke Takeshita, seven Carmelo Hayes. Six, Braun Breaker. Five, Dominic Mysterio. Four, El Hijo Del Vikingo. Three, Austin Theory. Two, Rhea Ripley. And one, MJF. It created... This was on merit, by the way. On merit alone. No. no so, in my head, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people like went off the rails with this thing. Had they not ranked it, I think everyone would have been like, oh, all right, cool. But they ranked it. Yeah. So everyone lost their mind. Um, but for me, it was like, oh, they put Stardom talent on the list. That's cool. Yeah, there were some. There were some. Some of the people mentioned Utami Hayashida was on the list. Uh, I believe Julia Sia, Julia Saya and Utami were the three on the actual list. Mm-hmm. Azumi and Kid were named as honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Kaito Kiyomiya was an honorable mention. I want to say, which is just such a crime but yeah <laughs> uh, uh can't, ooh, can't yeah. make it on the list sorry i'm sorry my guy um but yeah I mean, so, don't get me wrong it was, it's been a tough week for him but uh come on so we want to do something fun here for ring post radio here today this is a big forbes thing isn't it what like, they do this i don't know maybe um, i think it's like they have like 30 under 30 like rich people oh well yeah that's like a celebrity like 30 under 30 sort of like celebrity like media people coming up in the ether or whatever i don't know sure we're not uh, fun fun fact about that what we're doing fun fact about that forbes 30 under 30 that uh, you apparently pay for that it's like a hollywood star uh fame that's not surprising at you, all. you it's like a hollywood star of fame gimmick is that you pay for they it put dragon lee on this list yeah I mean, it's put not dragon lee. incorrect <clears throat> 
But we, there was obviously some news about it, and we wanted to get together and sort of put together our own version of a 30 under 30. Um, so Scotty and I went into our separate corners. We're not going to rank it. It's just going to name no. names. Uh, we have a bunch of people. Um, so and I, I know for a fact there's going to be crossover, so I got a crap ton of names here in front of me, Scotty. Um, but let's just, you want to give off like your your top 15, your, your 15 that you want to mention, and I'll re- bring up the rear with a bunch of others. How do you want to do this? Um, hmm. I think we should like slowly. We'll go back and forth. All right. Well, you can go take a head start first. All right. Well, I'm just gonna make it easy, and I'll go with who they had at number one. MJF. I think it goes without saying he should be on this list. Um, he's about to. He's he's about to main event the biggest wrestling event ever. Uh. <laughs> whatever they have titled on the actual mm-hmm. match card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but MJF has obviously been overall a great, great, like, main event worthy talent. Obviously, I've had my ups and downs with his, you know, world title reign. But yeah. now that he's, like, full-on babyface, I could, couldn't like him more if I tried. Yeah, And I think... Because that's what his best work is. I saw it last year before they said, uh, let's make him heal. Let's just make him as heal as possible. Um, so, yeah, it, I feel like MJF's got to be a lock, right? I think this is a solid lock. Um, I'm going to say Ilya Dragunov. Do you know this guy's 29 years old? I did not know that. <laughs> Fun fact. I And I think... I, think I, that's can't, I can't fight that one. You can't fight that one. He is like next Gunther, next Brian Danielson level wrestler. He is so good. Um, he is a great wrestler, great seller. One uh, of those guys that can work through WWE mm-hmm. still with their style. And he's 29. That's crazy. <laughs> he has like that's 10 crazy. more years of his career. He's not at the peak. I mean, to be fair, Jay's, Jay White and Osper were 30. Yeah, that's also true. Exact. That's also true. Let's keep it rolling. I don't, let's give a little, little preambles with each person, but uh, uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, yeah, I put uh, Julia. Julia, yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. I don't, I'm not even going to explain it. <laughs> she just shows up and you're like, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm going to say Kyle Fletcher. Okay. Kyle Fletcher is a guy. I love watching Kyle Fletcher. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. I think he is, you know, getting him in AEW is like he's like the next Will Ospreay sort of guy. I think that's the, his potential. I think I'm going to really respect good. Kaito Kiyomiya. You, you want to put Kaito Kiyomiya on here? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do want to put Kaito on here. Hey, someone, someone's got to like Kaito Kiyomiya, and I guess it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be Scotty. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, same, same sort of chalk pick. I'm gonna put El Hijel del Vikingo, of course. You know what people say? I think he's like a next Rey Mysterio type. Also gonna put Utami on here. I'm gonna just get, get the obvious. Get, get some of these obvious picks out of the way. Can I? I'm gonna put maybe, maybe it, maybe an obvious pick, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Suzu Suzuki, I think she is. Yeah, she was. She was my. She was locked in as my next one. So she's phenomenal at the age she's at, and she's when she wasn't on the honorable mentions. I was like, yeah. (laughs) I I get I get not having her on on the honorable mentions since she's like just formally didn't have the merit. Yeah, she didn't have the merit. I guess. (laughs) Um. But yeah, she should be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we do Takeshita? We have not done Takeshita, but we'll add him. Oh, 
probably do Takeshi there. We'll add Takeshi there. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say, um, let's add, let's add another guy here. I'm gonna add Bandito. Yeah, it's shocking to me. He's under thirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna he's add Bandito. He's younger than Phoenix. Yes, that is correct. That like, is... I don't know why I think it's op- It's not that way, but yeah, it is. Um, I, you know what? I I want so like I know like everyone listening to this like oh you're just doing all in ring people no no I'm gonna put Rhea Ripley on this list because she's still the biggest star in WWE mm-hmm. she still gets over mm-hmm. she just doesn't get to wrestle so I can't tell you if she's good in ring that's fair <laughs> but she's over that's and she's fair. the only WWE person I have on the list so there you go I'm gonna go just because I'm crazy and I like doing all these sort of uh craziness I'm gonna go uh, 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 who, uh, 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 I, I'm gonna say let's pull someone from the Indies. I'm gonna say Titus Alexander. I think he's like one of the best guys. Wow. In, I think he's one of the best guys in the Indies right now. Um, wow. And I'm gonna put Titus Alexander in there. I think he he is he's being on the Indies compared to all these other people. He has ways to go, but I think he's the best guy in the Indies, and it's just a matter of time for him to break out there. I'm gonna give you a two piece. A two piece. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. Two thirds of the Rewa Three Musketeers. Oh, oh two. Th- ooh, sorry, sorry. Number three. I would guess of who number Big three is. Big Suge and Shoda. Shoda Uno and Renarita. You were not on this list. Sorry, Ren- he wasn't on my list either. Uh, <clears throat> um, but uh, 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 uh Yoda Suji. Are we talking Yoda Suji or Shuda or what's the other guy's name? Uh, what's his brother's name? <laughs> Uh, Shoda? It's Shoda? Shoda, 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 Su- Shoda Suji. Um, <clears throat> I'm a go- true pillar. A true pillar. Uh, I'm gonna say also uh, uh, Daniel Garcia. I think he's a great wrestler, and he's really tapped into this sort of sports entertainment side of of the stance that he can. If he wanted to swap flop over the WWE, he easily could. I never expected that he could be able to work there, but he could easily work there now. I think. Uh, probably should put Sai Kamatani. Sai Kamatani, yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with Sai Kamatani there. Would be a crime if I didn't. <clears throat> Agreed. That would be that you would be arrested. Um, I would also say, you know, putting another stardom here. I'm gonna say Azame. Okay, put Azame yep. in here. That's fair. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, who else? I'm trying to also think of picks that aren't your picks. Oh, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to write down picks that are things that you probably don't have on your list. Like Soberano, Soberano Jr. Oh. He's been great one. in CMLL this year. Trying to, trying, to, trying to check a lot of boxes here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what, how many do we have? We have 19. Oh, shit. Okay. You got plenty, you got plenty. Um, I got plenty of people, more people on this, my list, too. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I just want um, I'm trying to think. I'm gonna put Sari. Sari had a had a match of the year contender. I hear she uh she's the sun god. We gotta we gotta respect the sun god. I gotta get her on this list. I, she's 27, which is just terrifying. Um, she's been around forever, which yeah. is why it's terrifying. Uh. I'm gonna she, say she, she's not running away from the game. Here, here's another uh, outside pick that I'm gonna put on here. 
Shun Skywalker. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a good one. That's good you know, I, he's a great wrestler in its own right, but his I mean, his current character kills his me, character overall. work. I'm loving the character work. It's nonsensical. It's maniacal. It's insane. Yeah, just less Randy Orton wrestling, please. Thank you. <laughs> That's fair. But I think he is, he is doing a great He's excellent doing a great job captivating uh, and conveying insanity. Yeah, that I, and I'm really show. we're getting a lot of good people on here. So then, by that, I want to get all Japan on here. Give me the triple crown champ. Yuma Aoyagi. I have no idea if he lost to Suwama. So if he lost, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put. Let's let's keep going in Puro. Here we go. All the way from. What do you have expected this from me, Scotty? All the way from Gleet L. Lindemann, baby. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All the way from the Gleet. Um, can I get TJPW's Miu Yamashita? Uh, no. <laughs> what, what if I just said? No, you cannot. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. No, uh, fine. Mia, fine. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, there's so many people. Yeah. Mia, is Mia Yamashita? How old is Mia Yamashita? She under She two. is 20. Yeah, that's a 28. Thing. She's, yeah. You want another surprising thing? Another 28 year old that I'm going to add to this list? Leo Rush. Yeah, it makes that That's a good one. <laughs> that's a. Uh, no, that, 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 that holds. We got five more. And, and, and I want everyone to know, like, in my thinking, I am including, like, the Merit idea, like, mm-hmm. but I'm including Merit for their companies. Yes. Um, yeah, like, Yuma Yagi, Shun Skywalker, El Lindemann, Mio Yamashita. All achievements in their big companies. Exactly right. Um, hmm. Let me go. Let me see what I got still on this list. I'm trying not to be a pain in the ass and just put the entire stardom roster. I really am. Oh, I know, I know. I, I got a lot of other people that I that I, I think are uh different differenting shouts. Um, but I almost want to. When they when I saw the list come out and I was based off Mara, I was like, How did you not put mine? I was like, Oh wait, she finally hit thirty. Never yeah. Mind. Um that's why that's why I texted you about this when I said uh, it has to be under thirty. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I saw there was a I, lot of people that were thirty. Yeah, that were like, oh well, like, you, sorry, you, you, you. Um, you can go again if you want. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go again, and I'm going to say uh, uh, Ace Austin out of Impact. Oh, that's a good one. I like that we're giving every company a show. I think that's important. I mean, who's the best? Yeah. Who, like, because who is the best thirty under thirty in each company? I think should be representative. Yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't an official list. Are there better talent than say Titus Alexander right now? Perhaps, but we're representing the Indies. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think yes. I think smart. I completely agree. Titus Alexander is not the best wrestler on this list, but he is the best from the Indies on this list. He's the only guy yeah. from the Indies on this list, if I'm not mistaken. He's gonna stay that way too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good list. Uh, how many do we have left? We have four left. You got four. two, and I got two. I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anyone. <laughs> There's a couple. I have a couple people on my list that I uh, that... like. Is there any like must-haves that I'm not thinking of? Um, here you want to know the names of the people? Look, I yeah. have a list. Look, I'll give you the names of the people I have left right. on my All list, right. which are sure. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12. I got twelve more people on this list, and we'll decide on four of them. 
All right. Okay. Mirai. Yeah, she was okay. Starlight Kid. Let me go through the full list. Mirai, Starlight Kid, Natsupoi. Yep. Butch, aka Pete Dunn. No. He's 29, fun fact. I know, but I'm not putting him on. <laughs> I, I agree. Momo Watanabe. I don't I don't miss Unbelievable. Him. She's don't. like 12. Uh, <laughs> Francisco Akira. Francisco Akira. Okay. Nick Wayne. Dragon Lee. Nick Wayne's not even 20, so he's not making the list just because of that. Uh, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Damn it. Uh, Ricky Knight Jr. out of RevPro. Uh, Atlantis Jr. Trey Miguel. What four names from that list are you thinking about, Scotty? Is anyone on that list that you're like must must have? Um, I would say Ricky Knight Jr. out of RevPro, and I'm arguing that he is the best 30 under 30 out of Europe currently. Yeah, I mean, I don't like him, but we're trying to represent everywhere, so I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's not much left in Europe. <laughs> beyond, no. beyond that... Uh... Can we just say Kyle Fletcher was Europe? Oh, he's an AEW <laughs> now, and he's technically Australian, so... Um... Can we say Shooter was Europe? <laughs> no, definitely not. Can we say Yoda Suji, maybe? Yeah, can we say all these people that were just happened to be in Europe? Can we say Jamie Hayter? Come on. There you go. See, we got a plenty of Europeans. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, any other people on that list that I read that you feel like should be representative on this list? Um, I will go... I'm trying to decide between the stardom ones. He named all the ones that kept popping in my brain. It was not easy. We can pick. You can pick some of them. Um, I'll do, I think, Mirai, champion, and then, Natsupoi. I think Natsupoi's a better worker right now, so I picked Natsupoi, and she has the merit. She has, she does have the merit. She has more merit than Starlight, ah, Starlight Kid's high-speed champion, they're both high-speed champion, who gives a shit? This list won't matter in two seconds, so just just, just say it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the last person I'm going to put on here, I'm going to just put uh, Francisco Akira, number 30. Sure. I think he, you know, talking about merit, talking about skill, I think he's fantastic. So that's 30. Uh, So 30 people in no particular order. This is Ring Post Radio's official uh, 2023 30 under 30 list in no particular order. MJF, Ilya Dragunov, Julia, Kyle Fletcher, Kaito Kiyomiya, El Hijo del Vikingo, Utami Hayashida, Suzu Suzuki, Kanosuke Takeshita, Bandito, Rhea Ripley, Tyus Alexander, Shota Umno, Yoda Suji, Daniel Garcia, Saika Matani, Azame, Jamie Hayter, Soberano Jr., Surrey, Suri, 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 uh, Shun Skywalker, Yuma Aoagi, El Lindeman, Mio Yamashita, Leo Rush, Ace Austin, Ricky Knight Jr., Mirai Natsupoi, and Francisco Akira. Uh, let us know if you agree with this list. If you don't agree with this list, we would love to know. I'll tweet it out at some point, probably too. We 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 tried to uh, we tried to name people from every company. Yes, I think this is a very good. And you know, the honorable mentions I guess we had for my list were Starlight Kid, Pete Dunn, Momo Watanabe, Nick Wayne, Dragon Lee, Atlantis Junior, and Trey Miguel. I think those are pretty good. Uh, yeah, I can keep going, but I don't want to. That's I that's fair. That's fair. Um yeah, but I think that is the Ring Post Radio official 30 under 30. Let's move on to the next topic. The Elite have re-signed with AEW. That is correct, folks. You read that right. Um, in case you were uh, terrified that they weren't going to, and based on the conversations, it sounded like it was up in the air for a while. 
Uh, they have signed new multi-year contracts with AEW. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will continue their roles as EVPs. This is all coming from Sports Illustrated. Uh, they're going to continue their roles as EVPs. And according to the Young Bucks, apparently they, are sign- they have signed, uh, quote, NBA-level deals. Uh, where that, whatever that means to you is what that means to you, I guess. Um, a lot of money. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a shit ton of money. So, uh, and, and also they said uh, that they negotiated as a team. They negotiated uh, against AEW uh, as the four of them, not on individual contracts, which I thought was also very interesting. They mentioned that the only other time that probably happened was uh, Guerrero, Benoit, Perry Saturn, when they made that jump from WCW to WWF. That was probably the only other time that might have happened. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they're uh, not their lawyer, I guess. I don't know if that's the right term. I forget the guy's name. Um, <clears throat> whoever the guy that negotiated, the guy that can negotiate on their behalf, um, basically said that they, Agent. yes, they, he believes that this is, the, this is the most money he has ever negotiated for somebody, for a group of people. Um and it's believed that it's probably more money than any other tag team in the history of uh, wrestling. So, yeah, uh, big money deals uh, for AEW, uh, for uh, the Elite. They're staying in AEW for the next several years. And as they said on their uh, on Dynamite this past Wednesday, they'll pop up here, maybe pop up on uh, Rampage, pop up on ROH, and maybe a little collision action. Um, so how do you feel about the Elite returning and re-signing with a E W essential essential is a great way to put it. Fantastic way to put it. Uh, it's not, it's not even like to me, it's not even a moment of, Oh, like, Oh, this is great. You know, you keep it. No, this had to happen. Yeah. 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 They, they, they said it perfectly. You don't have the elite. You can't have the elite out of all elite wrestling. Then, mm-hmm. it's, then it loses its entire meaning. Yeah. And uh, this is the most important signing they've made ever. I'm going to say that right now. AEW or Reese keeping the elite is the most, is the biggest signing AEW's had. Uh, keeping the elite is the biggest signing AEW's ever had. Mm-hmm. Because again, without them, it's not AEW. It's not what they set out to be once upon a time. You can't lose your four, you know, core guys, the heart, the soul, whatever the hell they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can't lose that. You lost Cody. And that you that felt sh- it. And you can you felt the loss of the Cody verse. Like losing Cody was a big deal. Yeah. Cody Cody was Cody was with the elite in that conversation of like guys you should not lose. Yes. Um and that and I'm very happy that they're staying. And obviously signings of Punk and Danielson and Cole and all these people. All great, all huge. But this is their now their biggest signing because the elite helped create all those things. Mm-hmm. And if you if you got all those things and then they left, yeah, uh, just would not it would not work. It would not work. I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, keeping the elite uh, was essential. Keeping the elite, uh, you had to keep them. Who's their company. second biggest signing? Who's the first? Uh, Lee Johnson, John Moxley. Oh, okay, makes more sense. Uh, we, yeah, because I, I was listening to the John Moxley has saved their asses way too many times Agreed. for me to discount that. <laughs> they did, and they did re-sign him to a contract, didn't they? As well, um, 
Yeah, they. What's interesting? Uh, I was listening to the Wrestling Observer uh, Radio, and Dave was talking about like you know loyalties to companies and how like back in the day, back in the nineties, eighties, or whatever, people would flip flop between companies all the time because it would refresh you, it would uh, get you a shit ton of money, um, and it, it, he's like, it doesn't really make any sense that like all of a sudden it's now kind of become like team loyalty. Um, like you don't get people flopping over the place to kind of just stay where they are and stay there forever. And he's like, if you yeah. want to like reinvent yourself, like Cody kind of has, um, cause he's like, when you flip to a different place, no one remembers what you did at the previous place. It just becomes what you're doing now at this new place. And that's kind of what Cody did. And it obviously worked out for him very well. Um, uh, I don't necessarily think the eight with the elite need to do that. I don't think the elite are people that are stale to me currently um, because I think they can constantly do things. They don't even have to necessarily reinvent themselves. They also reinvented themselves halfway through this contract, I guess, with with their heel changes and all this stuff. But they don't even have to necessarily do those things because I think there's enough stuff on the horizon already that I'm intrigued about them. You know, you're talking like maybe another Osprey match. You're talking Takeshita and building him up as the future. You're talking, I mean, immediately FTR versus Young Bucks three. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry, I I was holding out on talking about that. Mm-hmm. That match being made for Wembley. Yeah, like they should have just like put up behind them hope, because <laughs> <laughs> like to me. And there's been a number of all-in cards. I think everyone should know this by now. Like, Tony has had to recycle this a few times. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of you things can, were based off, you know, Pac being injured, yeah. this you elite can feel being re booking, booking yes. overall over yep. the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Hayter getting things injured. Things have changed. Yeah. Some, some, some things have just dramatically changed, right? Hikaru Shida was not going to be the women's champion walking into that show no. a month ago, I'm sure. I would bet you... A th- mil- the all of my budget for my wedding uh to be able to say that's not a lot of money <laughs> uh i i would say that like they're 100 percent going to be like tony khan uh in the presser or something saying like this is the hardest thing i've had the book since forbidden door one and since right. whatever the other show was he was complaining about but ring of honor that's what it was but my point is with ftr and young bucks is that it does feel like it feels like the the push in to where we want to be, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's not CM Punk, but it's CM Punk adjacent. Yes, yes, it's, it's CM Punk. It's adjacent. his right hand men, <laughs> right? Yes, it's 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 his guys. Like this is the start. We're coming together because it's the biggest show they're ever going to have well hopefully they have a bigger show eventually but for now biggest show they're ever going to have we've come together to put the right tag title match together mm-hmm. ftr young bucks three it doesn't get bigger for the tag belts it doesn't in professional wrestling it doesn't get bigger for tag belts yeah you you can you can feel the way you want about tag teams and who the best tag team in the world is shout out aussie open but it's these two like yes. these are the two teams and this to me with the elite resigning Kenny said collision on purpose. Like I know he did, you yes. know, he said that because it's going to happen. I think between him saying that collisions on purpose, uh, I think the FTR young bucks match being made 
I think there is a real possibility that part of their contract negotiation was if you're going to come back, if you're going to come buck, young buck, if you're going to come back, you're going to have to work with CM Punk at some point. We can't, we can't do this for leaving money off the table. Yes, leaving money off the table. But if you're Tony Khan, you have to be like, we cannot do separate locker rooms and all this stuff for multiple years. I'm not, we're not putting up with this. Put up and shut up. Get your shit out of the way. Figure this out. If it comes up again, something will probably happen. But uh, he's like, you guys have to figure it out, and we have to eventually do this because we're not going to do this for years. And it feels like, based on those two things of collision and the FTR match, that maybe we're heading that direction. That's very interesting to me. Slowly but sure. Listen, if the only thing we can't do is have Hangman and CM Punk compete, that's okay. I don't need to see them wrestle again. No, and ultimately, it, it based on everything, it sounds like the best way you could do it is CM Punk versus Omega. I mean, it sounds yeah. like it's always sounded like Omega was the guy that was least yeah. bothered by everything. I don't FTR versus the Elite. I don't like. I can get. A, I can move on without that. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is all just great. You know, the Elite being locked in now. Mm-hmm. No more. No more talking about. Oh, is Kenny gonna leave? Is it? I never thought they were gonna leave. Anyways, mm-hmm. some people did. I just never saw it because it's like this is their company. Yeah. I would have been, I I would have been dumbfounded if we found out today if they showed up at SummerSlam. Right, if they were like free agents last month, yeah. Imagine, imagine what the world would have. We would have come on here and spent the entire episode talking about the elite moving to WWE if they showed up at SummerSlam. Yeah, exactly. If that ever happened, it would have been a but monumental no. move in the history. I mean, Scotty, if they moved to WWE monumental moves in wrestling history would have been made because if triple H, this is the point that uh, Dave Meltzer made on wrestling observer was that like one of the reasons like AEW is in the positions in right now. One of the reasons WB was kind of in the position it was for several years is because triple H failed to sign the young bucks and failed to sign Omega back in 2019. If he did that, AEW wouldn't exist at the level it's at, I would I would reckon. Uh may not exist this far along as well. B- but they, you know, if they were able to get them now here, that would still monumentally change. AEW be better it'd be better off than it was in 2019 for sure, but it would be a monumental move uh in wrestling history. And it would have shifted a lot of power into WB's corner and I don't know how long AEW would last beyond that. And that would be my concern. It's healthier for the industry, you know, we talk about brand loyalty and all this stuff. It is healthier for the industry for them to not go to WWE. It's so much healthier for the industry. Uh, yeah, because that would have been like the ultimate we won. Yes. I mean, and listen, the, the WWE still wins. They make unbelievable <laughs> amounts of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Records after matter. records. Yeah. They just had the, the highest grossing non WrestleMania event less than 24 hours ago and it feels like they say that every pay-per-view <laughs> yeah like right now like so it's like who cares mm-hmm. uh but for an AEW, this is crucial it's like and i and i'll say it this week feels like it, it feel i feel like we got everything we were hoping for when we complained about all in last week yeah mjf versus adam cole in a very unique scenario mm-hmm. where they're not against each other yet shadow kingdom seemingly yeah 
Can't wait for the Adam Cole heel turn. Gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. Seemingly. Yep, that's the proposed match right now. All right. Well, I mean, who books collision? I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, one seemingly of, one right of those now, two. seemingly yeah. right now, that is the, that is the direction yeah. we're looking towards. Box FTR. Yep. Seemingly. Seemingly. Not Sting a official. Darby. Sting and Darby versus Swerve and Fox. Maybe. I mean, they had that outstanding, that had that outstanding segment where they pretty much killed Nick Wayne. It's yes. happening. It's yeah. happening. At all. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe Nick Wayne as a third to make it a trios and then add in. Well, it's the week after they could. Oh, you could add Nick yeah. uh, unless he's, you know, dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could also consider They, could, they could sell him being a bloody pool if they want to. Yeah, you could always do third. Just toss a Brian Cage if you want to. Yeah, um, totally on a, you know. Any, yeah, any, any of them. If you want to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just keep it a tag. You have Sting There's the, the show. There's still the supposed Chris Jericho Will Ospreay match. Which is kind of been yes. slowly building towards. Um, my guess is that Blackpool Combat Club versus Eddie, Orange and Orange and someone. Yeah, Ishii. that makes sense. I don't know. And then and then you probably do Moxley Eddie at All Out. Yeah, yep. Yeah, instead makes sense. Of, instead of put you don't want to put all the matches on one show. Agreed. Um, obviously, and then all Omega and Takeshi. Yep. 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 Is there anything else we're forgetting? Whatever the women's match is going to be, Sheeta, that'll probably be Sheeta, Sheeta versus, and Soraya. That'll probably it'll probably be be that at this at this sense. rate. At, I wouldn't have said that with Jamie Hayter. I wouldn't have said that with Tony Storm. Now that Sheeta, it's like all right, well, Soraya makes sense, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Stat and even, Willow. I'm thinking, even though they have been building up Britt Baker, uh, I think that is something we can't deny. Is that they have been that building was up their Britt big Baker. match once upon a time. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking maybe Stat and Willow for one of those two shows too. Maybe. That's that's I hope. That's I hope. Possible. That would be my preference. Certainly possible. And, um, uh, and then Trios titles, we'll say House of Black versus uh Andrade. Yeah, maybe LFI, maybe yeah. Billy Gunn comes back for that match, you know, that's that that whole thing and he wins it there or whatever. I'm I'm guessing it's Andrade, Roosh, and Trillistico, or no, yeah, that, seven, I would, I would love ten. that match. I would love that match. Or Preston Vance, or whatever his name is. No, um, <laughs> no, no, they are. Please, no, God, please. <laughs> they are, they are doing CMFTR next week on collisions. So. Yeah, for all we know, all this goes blown up, and CMFTR win the trans belts. Yeah, to give them something for all out. We'll yeah. see, but I feel a lot better about all in all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I can fully agree, and I feel a lot better about the FTR uh, versus Bucks is like the. That feels like the all right. Feel feel better now. Yes, yeah, and I feel a lot better about the uh, about the uh, AEW moving forward. I think yes. also Joe and Punk in in Wembley is just a fantastic. After doing it in like the middle of Saskatoon or <laughs> middle of nowhere, uh, in front of nobody, uh, let's yeah. do it in front of everybody. Um, that makes sense. Um, let's move on. Well, continuing the AEW conversation and continuing these conversations that we've been having, it has been a week of women's division conversations in uh, wrestling. Um, obviously, WWE, there is some conversation regarding the Trish and uh, Becky Lynch situation, which is them not having a match at all. They had a match on Raw, and it was like two seconds long. Um, and they didn't have a match here on the pay-per-view of SummerSlam because they didn't have enough time. 
Uh, instead, they gave a triple threat for Charlotte Flair 20 minutes. That's fine. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's Rhea Ripley not having a title defense at all in SummerSlam. Um, and she was seemingly upset about that as well, despite doing all this media coverage. And the biggest news and the biggest conversation is this continued conversation about the AEW women's division. Uh, if I was if I was the technical director for AEW a number of weeks ago, I would have greatly regretted uh, cutting to that AEW build the do the women's division better. Yeah, song. that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> In hindsight, hindsight, bad look. And it all kind of exploded this week when independent talent Lufisto uh, went. Rec- I'll make this clear. Requested an interview. This is according to Sean Ross Sapp. Requested an interview with Fightful where she went into excruciating detail about her experiences working in AEW, her be- from uh, when she worked at a year ago, uh, having bad interactions with uh, Dustin Rhodes, Sky Blue, Anna Jay, Ruby Soho was a really bad one, apparently. Um, uh, talking about meetings backstage where they were trying to shoot on Thunder Rosa that Tony Khan was in attendance for. Um, and it really exploded. <coughs> Uh, it then caused a lot of AEW people, even people that didn't work for AEW, independent talent, coming to the defense of the AEW women's division. Um, you know, you could probably guess that there was uh, some sort of a PR blast, maybe making making the rounds. <laughs> I don't know, maybe any, if anyone knows any information yeah, about that. Three o'clock at Friday just happened to kick in. Yeah, just just so happened that there everyone happened to tweet at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You can you can maybe put two and two together there. Um, but uh, a lot of people coming to defense of the company of the women's division. Um, and then Lou Fisto, I think her final comment, uh, on the whole matter was, uh, I don't have her final comment in front of me. Uh, but basically she's saying like, oh, wow, everyone came to the fence. Screw those people. You're all hypocrites. Um, uh, and then she deactivated her ex account, not her Twitter, her ex account. Probably healthy. So, again, we're having another conversation about the AEW women's division. Um, I've talked about this at length. We've talked about this women's division issues at length before. It felt like a year ago is when we talked about it. And here we are talking about it again. Yeah, it feels like we're always talking about the women's division uh, for for stuff. So, in terms of the Lufisto angle of it all, how do you feel about uh, the current state of the AEW women's division? Well, I feel a lot better after Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I will say good time with the Shido win. I will say it was bad timing for Lufisto to have this interview published after uh, the women main event Dynamite and Shida wins the title and the women main event a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I, I would think that's a little bad timing on that end. But yeah, yes. well, if she did it right after the 30-second Britt Baker match that I watched at Blood and Guts, it would have been a pretty good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh which is probably when she probably asked Sean Ross Sapp for that interview. My my so, my ultimate thoughts about like the women's division and women's wrestling as a whole is one I hate the term women's wrestling. Sure. And I say that in respect that it's it's wrestling. Like like why why does it have to be based like what like why do I have to see something about women's wrestling? all the time like why can't it just say like these wrestlers deserve better mm-hmm. it's not these women's wrestlers deserve better it's these wrestlers deserve better you can say the division 
I get that. But sure. like women's wrestling, I feel like just makes them like it just puts them out here and sure. then like everything else. And I just I've never liked that. I've sure. never it, it just become too much. And it, it's a WWE thing that they really pushed hard, right? Like the women's wrestling revolution, evolution, whatever the hell it's called. Um thank you, Stephanie Bingman. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Uh they have always needed more care in that division. Yeah. And the quick fix of the past few weeks isn't necessarily an answer. And you know what? It's not a bad thing. thing. Not a bad thing for for sure. No, no. But think of all the people that think of what happened, right? With that PR surge, right? Mm -hmm. Like, come on, come on guys. What if it, wasn't someone in the Brit circle. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? When you say someone in the Brit circle, what do you mean? Like Ruby Soho was the one attacked. Sure. Yes. She's obviously one of the, you know, she's one of the top people there. Yep. And the Brit circle, this is a real thing. You could tell. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not hard to figure out. Um, And Ruby Soho, by all accounts, right? Bray human. I yeah. believe everything that people said. Yeah. Um, I was shocked when I listened to the Lufisto interview and she said Ruby Soho, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, also, just, that Ruby Soho section was her giving grievance about a WrestleMania weekend something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my problem with all of this is that everyone's a little wrong. Yeah. I, I can and ultimately... That. Everyone's tearing down rather than building up. That makes sense. Yes, you're you're tearing down on both sides. You're not building up on both sides. Yes. Like the end goal out of this is you should be building up women's wrestling. Yes, right. That should be the goal. And I watched Athena have a really solid match with Diamante on Ring of Honor television this week. I watched Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm have a really solid main event on Dynamite this week. I watched Mercedes Martinez and Chris Statlander have a really good match. That over-delivered. Over over Mercedes the... Martinez has been really good since she came back. That was like the um, best Mercedes Martinez match I've seen since she came into this company. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah. holy shit, this is real good. Best her time since, like, the Mae Young Classic, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Like... That's what we should be talking about in all this. Yes. But we're all, everyone's just so lost. Yes. Now. And it's been this way for a long time. Mm-hmm. When the division does get better things, we should be building it up. We yes. should be talking it up. We should be saying, hey, everyone should watch this. You know what I saw the other day when everyone was doing the big, you know, oh, Ruby's this and the women's division's great. And MJF had a great tweet. Um, I do want to say that. But you know what I saw? I saw Athena just retweeting tweets about her match with Diamante. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all she did. She didn't have a big PR blast type tweet. Yeah. She just, she just, you know, hey, hey, watch this match. Watch the wrestling match. Because yeah. in the end, that's what it should be all about. Because it shouldn't be about star power. It shouldn't be about being the next reality star. You know, like it shouldn't be about that. It should just be about the wrestling. And I'm glad that's you, what AEW is about. And I'm glad you brought up that 
you know, just retweeting that stuff. Cause that is a thing that has been a constant conversation about the women's division that I've talked about on the show that wrestlers have obviously talked about. Britt Baker is a big one. Athena is obviously doing it while this is all happening. It was brought up during this whole Lufisto thing that, you know, Tony Khan's saying like, well, you know, the women's division uh, gets the lowest ratings. And it's like I, a year ago when we had this conversation, you remember I did a whole ass ratings chart, whole ass ratings breakdown based on different divisions about where yeah. what where people were in the women's division at that time a year ago and this was like a thunder rosa rain it was roughly in the same ratings ballpark as the tag team division ratings wise yeah. is good online it's way more beloved and people love it way more and which is which is totally fine the problem with it all is when you, it is completely fair for Lou Fisto to have a bad experience a year ago and tell people about Absolutely. it. The problem is, is that you can't, in that same breath, dog on individual women in that division yeah. during this about previous grievances, especially because it devalues your opinion, it devalues what Lou Fisto is trying to say. In a time where this is all happening, you know, I, I'm sure she didn't plan for this interview to come out, and I'm, that's Sean Ross Sapp's decision, a fightful, for the, when this interview comes out. But, you know, it's just, it's not... That's being a journalist, by the way. Yeah. and like, I, you, know, I, you know, I know we have all those jokes. You yeah. don't say no to the interview? There was conversation. <laughs> people were saying, like, oh, Sean Ross Sapp shouldn't have put out this interview. It was not a good jur- thing. I was like, no, he's a journalist. He got told an interview, and he, and he did it, and then it and he published it that it doesn't matter isn't that like isn't that so fun like i'm sorry but you know how like what was a few months ago with like the media scrums like all these people don't ask good questions last night really like you just had you just had lufisto give this like the juicy response now if you like it or not that's one thing yes but it's it's like all right let's set this up and boom it's it's just Good day, good day. Well, because because the ultimate issue is that I what I did not like if Lufisa just went out and said I had this bad experience of AEW, sure. totally fair, totally fine. The moment she starts downgrading the individual women for various reasons and, and personal grudges that she seemingly has, it's sky, sky blue comment. Sky, or, yeah. Oh, she can't. She's she's either a bland person or can't say anything. That is a direct quote like, from Lufisa. She's like twenty. Um. Yeah, and she's learning how to fucking wrestle on television. Um, but it, the moment you do that, it devalues your opinion to the point of what is Lou Fisto trying to accomplish here? If her intent is to raise up the AEW women's division and say some negatives that has had had in the past in hopes that it is better than there what it was in hopes that it uh, can improve that she is saying, these are bad experiences I had. I hope it can improve. Mm-hmm. Then she wouldn't have dogged on individual people. Right. But by doing so, she is now, de- as we've seen from it, as, as everything has played out, she has now made, put a giant spotlight on the women's division and a lot of eyes on it and kind of has devalued what the women's division was. It had seemingly an opposite effect if that was her intent. If her intent was to ride the train and dog on it, maybe she was upset about not getting a producing role. Maybe she's, she's upset about what's happening in the company. Maybe she other maybe some people in the company are telling her information she's upset about that and she wanted to say something. 
or she's upset about something else. I mean, I don't know. She wanted to burn bridges, right? That there, there was that conversation. I think like PW Insider saying that this is like you know people in WB were like, why would she do say something like this? We're not going to hire her because of this either. Um, maybe she just wanted to burn bridges. She's at the age, she's like forty something. She's an independent wrestler. She, maybe she just wanted to burn bridges. If that's the case, hey, you nailed it, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. You nailed it. it, it the AW, I, I th- personally, I think the AEW Women's Division has gotten a lot better in a year's time. Um, I think the WWE's, I think it's one of the better women's divisions uh, today. Uh, maybe not as recently. I don't really care about Taya Valkyrie that much. I don't really care about all these other things all that much. But it has certainly gotten better. I think Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter has put a lot of work in making the division a lot better. A lot of the drama has kind of been put away with Thunder Rosa being gone. And apparently that whole meeting of Tony Khan was called by Thunder Rosa and they wanted she wanted to work out issues and issues have seemingly been worked out and she's c- trying to come back to TV after her injury. So things have are like obviously it's like things are getting better but it, it, the issue is like the context of it all and what her what the intention is it, I don't feel like her intention was to try to make people look better. She was trying to make it look worse a year after she had all these experiences. It, Scotty, it would be like if I don't know if freaking uh, Lee Johnson, let's just say it would be like if Lee Johnson went out tomorrow and gave an interview of Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful and said, the locker room is messy and the lock people are fighting and throwing chairs and biting each other based on the experience of me watching brawl out last year. Yeah. It's like, well, you're basing it off of something that, may be different now a lot can change in a year and she hasn't been in the locker room in a year and maybe people were telling her things but everyone leaves work and has grievances but they still like their work yeah well here here's the one thing i will say stories haven't gone away and they've all involved <laughs> that's a and that is a completely fair point. There is a name, one person's name keeps popping up all these times. You can figure it out who the one is. I'll say I'm it. Not... I'll say it. Britt Baker. Her why yeah. why I know I know again her stories from a year ago and all this other stuff, but why is her name constantly popping up with these things? I'm not saying she, I'm not saying she's that fault for any of this stuff i'm not saying she's at fault for any of these things i'm just saying her name constantly pops up what's with that thunder rosa stuff the thunder rosa stuff everyone was talking about like thunder rosa the other day when the big you know save AEW division came yeah and they all should support each other agree um and people should that's watch. Build, and people should watch. Build a locker room. And people should watch women's wrestling. If you're going to complain about a women's division being bad, then you need to watch the women's division and support the women's division. It's the same thing I said a year ago. If you want the women's division to be treated regularly by a guy that looks exclusively at the ratings, then watch the fucking television so that the ratings can get better and you can have better women's division. I'm still going to be the critical guy that says, "Okay, this, you know." these people shouldn't be on TV because that's what I do with all wrestling. And I'll, and I'll add there fucking Tony Khan. Why aren't you picking up stardom wrestlers? Why is Kyrie going back to WWE and not going to AEW? What's with that? that? 
That one's tough. Um, don't pick up star wrestlers, please. Uh, well, you know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Even bringing them Use in. Them. Yeah. You brought Utami Hayashida for a Ring of Honor fucking match. A match no one's gonna they watch. Give her an entrance. Didn't didn't even give her an entrance. A match no one's gonna fucking. I mean, watch. Julia's gonna be here next weekend. Not it, not no no two weekends, two yeah. weekends from now. Yeah. Julia is going to be here, and who got her? Impact. They put her in a match with Diana. It's not official yet, but obviously it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Like, it's it's easy. Like, and that's just me having other gripes, right? But like, that's my that's the point. Like, that's how you make the division better. But this is a different conversation about the division itself. It should be better. It can be better. This week was a really good week for it to get better. Sheeta winning, mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. eventing. Yep. Like I said, Athena and Diamante had a really solid match in Ring of Honor. Chris Statlander and Mercedes hit a home run. Yes. Yeah. Just keep building. Just keep building. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I feel like there's so much talk from a lot of the wrestlers. Britt. It's always Britt. It's always Britt. It's just Se- always Seemingly Brit. always her. <laughs> there's always a notes app tweet. There's always <laughs> something. Just, just buy blue if you're going to write that many words, okay? Like, Jesus. Just buy blue. Turn off your turn off the badge. The, the, yeah. I love that. Whatever. I love that by the way. It's also why is it now is it X blue? Like blue was in reference to Twitter and the color of Twitter. Now the branding is black, so should the blue now well, be now black? It's the check is blue. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> We're not having that conversation. Anyways, like it it should just be so much better. And it's going to be. I think it it's, I know it, it is can better. Be. It is better. It's from a year ago. It's way better than what it was a year ago. If we did, if this, if we didn't have this week, I don't know if we would say that. <laughs> no, no, I would. I a year ago was like Thunder Rosa. Since then, Tony Storm and Jamie Hader. Yeah, way yeah, yeah, way sure. better. I mean, it's gotten way better. The Outcast stuff was bad. Sure, like, that was just fumbled. That sure, was, that was so terribly fumbled. But that 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 was bad and i would say that there's an obvious person that i i point out that i think for the reason i think the soraya stuff and all of her inclusion has kind of been rough but what soraya's inclusion brought into this company was additional stories that didn't involve a title for aew what yeah, what, story what just doesn't go anywhere yeah but if you're going to say the aew women's division needs to be better give mm-hmm. us examples of how that can be better you want stories that don't involve the titles? Well, here's Soraya, and here's the Outcast. Uh, no one likes it. That didn't really quite yeah, work. People, That's okay. Admit you want Riho. It's fine. Yeah, it, it was a good attempt. You want more Joshi wrestlers? Well, Sheeta is now your fucking AEW Women's Champion, so you'll get yeah, more Joshi wrestlers. Uh, I think I think bringing in more Joshi wrestlers beyond that Tokyo Joshi Pro and Stardom is also a huge thing that could also help and just get. But but I don't blame them for saying, "Will that get more eyes?" people that you don't know till you try baby also agree to that I, there, there's an argument of it won't because on dark ain't nothing yeah there's an argument that it won't because it won't you know people don't see it and people don't know who these are our audience doesn't know who they are i would say your audience does know who they are and you should bring them in who's and it might get eyes most, anyways who's riho and Sheeta are legitimately the two of their most over women in their company's history yeah yeah it's it's uh it's confusing the two of their most over wrestlers yeah but it's it's if you're, I think that between Tony Storm, Jamie Hader, and I'll even say the Outcast Soraya stuff, there have been 
the AEW women's division has gotten better. And at the very least, Scotty, there has been several attempts to make it better. The problem is, is the question is whether or not it takes via outcast Soraya, like it just not kind of working and not kind of a jiving the entire time, or people just aren't watching it. And at that point, that's on the people, right? So there's just got to be more care. But what, what is, but what does that Overall. mean? What is what is more care? How what is what can Tony Khan do to make it better beyond bringing in out more outside talent I, and hopefully get eyes? I mean, just consistency. That's it's fair. just consistency. That's, that's all I'm asking for. Um, I think that's like the number one thing. I'm not even gonna say hire more people. No, like, because that's ridiculous. And and I I won't consistent even say booking. I won't even I said I would completely agree with consistent booking because I won't say more matches on television, more matches on dynamite, more matches. No, on that's television. not gonna happen. So I like it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna happen. But also, if you're going to have more women's matches on television, you're taking matches, uh, you know, and it gets that whatever level. It's more of, time. It's not more matches. It's more time. I think agreed. Get that confused. It's if you're going to add more matches in all these things. It's only going to it's only going to it's only going to get a consistent level of ratings and you haven't a chance to take away from a, a, an ability to get higher ratings in different spots. That's just math, that's economy, that's capitalism. That is how this company is going is surviving right now is its television ratings. They need to have good ratings. They can't take away their bigger rating spots to put in other uh, stuff that typically gets less ratings just because less people are watching it because people are flipping their channels. So if you're going to fucking watch this stuff, then you have to watch this stuff and you can't complain it being bad and having bad ratings when no one's watching it. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're completely right. I think consistent booking and, and, and a consistent pathway uh, is what's needed in two weeks, in two weeks, the TBS title picture has had, consistent solid booking that's all i asked for mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we went from mercedes and kiera hogan to moving on to chris versus mercedes which even now we're going a week before that there was like a chris that i mean chris Sattler has been defending her titles yeah on yeah stuff. she has um but like even like a story of the mercedes like martinez now next week it's going to be chris and willow versus martinez and diamante see they're now using different people mm-hmm. that that was part of my problem is that it was just the same it was outcasts you know beating yep. some person yep and then you know Britt and jamie make the save and then we rinse and repeat and we and that's where it got bad because at one point people were excited yes. about the outcasts yeah and then just rinse and repeat consistency movement in storytelling i'm in i think collision with the tbs stuff good Yes. Good. Just do that. That's all I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm looking for. I'll sit here and praise Chris Statlander and Mercedes Martinez for the next 20 minutes if you want me to. And what helps with that, with the collision and having all the TPS title, is that you can put the TBS title on collision and have consistent and week-to-week storytelling. Because if you're only going to do one women's match, because you're not, you don't want to take ratings, the possibility of higher ratings in other spots, if you're only going to do one women's match, because you know you also have to have one, um, if you just have it on on collision with the TBS title, it's consistent week to week storytelling. 
The women's title, AEW women's title, can be on Dynamite and have consistent week-to-week television. And then Rampage, you can do these other matches to kind of build up the various things, like Sheeta building up for the title contender, and Jay getting a win on Rampage, such that she can challenge the title on Dynamite. They can have all these other things happen on Rampage. It, it's it's working out. They've got a they've got a system coming together now. But yeah, yeah. It's I I think it's gotten better. I truly think the AEW Women's Division has gotten better. There's been a lot of attempts to make it better, and I think having a, another TV show of Collision ultimately is going to make the Women's Division better. The problem is that people need to watch this stuff, and if you're going to complain about it on Twitter, you have to watch it. Yes. You can't do. Yes. You can't. You can't. You cannot do both. What is that right? You have to. You have to. You, if you're going to complain, you have to be watching this stuff. There's yeah, there's levels to it, and you can also be critical about things. Agreed. Like, I I I can't. There is people out there. It's like, it it's wrestling. It's women's wrestling. You have to like it. Like no 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 no. There, I I watch great wrestling that in that features the best women in the world on a weekly basis. Yeah. I can be critical when I have to. I'm not going to name people because that's again dragging people down. I'm not doing that. But there's being crit. I'm critical with every match I watch. That's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting here loving Chris and Mercedes for a reason. It was so good, over delivered. People, it was like the second best, maybe best match in some other circles on that on Collision last night. Collision was good last night. It was. It was a very solid show. But yeah, no, it, it, you're completely right. Like it, it, consistent week to week with storytelling, and I think of Collision now as a TV show. They are set up in a way to have more consistent week to week storytelling. No longer you're going to have like one week is TBS title with Jade, another week is Tony Storm Jamie Hader. I don't think you're going to have that. I think now it's like you can just separate the titles to different TV shows, and now you can just build those stories yeah. uh, uh, parallel yeah. to each other. Yeah. Well, let me light up the G1, please. What's that? You want to light up the G1? Light up the G1. You want to talk about Kyrie or stardom? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Kyrie, I guess. We're at the two hour mark, so we don't have a lot of time. I need to light up the G1. Okay. I will not end the show until I light up. Then let's talk about Kyrie and we'll just talk about the G1 after that. We'll we'll, we'll punt stardom Stardom and stardom. We'll just talk about next week. Megan Bain's losing. All right. Kyrie uh, (laughs) Kyrie is, uh, according to PW Insider, Kyrie Sane, uh, formerly of Stardom, formerly of Saray Proto Show, um, uh, is returning to WWE. Sort of not really coming out of nowhere. I think some people within the Joshi Circle have sort of seen the writing on the wall with Kyrie. She was already kind of being in Stardom as sort of this weird outside person in a weird way. Um, but according to PW Insider, uh, they are reporting that Kyrie is returning to WWE. I just realized the PW Insider article has nothing on it, so I'm going to pull up the Observer to see if there's any other details. But, Scotty, please give me your thoughts on Kyrie returning to WWE. She didn't get to end her time there correctly. Mm-hmm. It ended in a warehouse in, our, in, our, in Florida. It, it, it shouldn't come as too much of a shock. Like, the initial Kyrie signed is like, oh, Okay, but if you really sit back and think about it, it's not that surprising. 
Yeah. She has always been very respective of what they've done for her. You know, she continued to work for them here in Japan. They've always had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Triple H has wanted her back since her one year stardom contract was up. Yeah. You know, she's been a free agent for months now. When I when I heard free agent, she continued to work because to me it was she wants to just do some more in Japan, which she has. Mm-hmm. And I always saw there was going to be more. Um, but ultimately, Triple H coming back into power, you know, he obviously liked her a lot. Like, it's not shocking. It just, it's just not. And ultimately, there's two ways to look at it. There's the way of looking at it of good for Kyrie. You know, she gets to go finish her run correctly. Um, and make some, I make a lot more money probably. Oh, I'm sure she's going to make plenty of money. Uh Though she probably doesn't even need it, I'm sure. I'm sure she does pretty well for herself already. She owns a gym in Japan, so I'm wondering what ultimately she does. I can see this being a one-year deal, come back, finish up correctly, and then, you know, she can ride off into the sunset all she wants. Like, that's ultimately what it could be. It could be a two-year deal. Whatever it is. It's it's good for her. Now, on the other hand, there is a letdown in ultimately her return to start. She never put anyone over. Yeah. We talked about it like yeah. at the time. Yeah. The only t- person she put over was Mercedes Monet. Yeah. That's the letdown. Uh there's a lot there was a lot left to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, but also, stardom's not gonna hurt without her. She was barely around to begin with. Even since she came back, she was barely around to begin with. The Kyrie verse, like the All Star Grand Queendom, mm-hmm. it didn't happen because Kyrie was around. She was in a trios match. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. Yes, you know, like that's the thing. They'll be fine. We just missed out on a lot of great match possibilities. We missed out on Julia and Kyrie. Missed out on, you know, another match between Julia and Tommy. Julia and Tam. Like, that's what we missed out on. So that's the shame of it. But in the end, like I wasn't, I wasn't upset. You know, like I wasn't like, ah man, it's like good for her. Yeah, (laughs) my feeling on it is like it was nice while it lasted. You know. It was like, oh, it, yeah, fun. It was nice. It some, happened. Some pretty good matches. Yeah, there was good matches in there. You know, she felt like a star. Mm-hmm. She can go back. She have that Theo, you know. She certainly strong. helped stardom. I don't think she hurt them, and I don't think they're going to no, miss her. No, she didn't hurt them. She's not. They're going to um, miss her. I think she's a bunch. Of, I think she helped them for sure. Yeah, I mean, she she did a lot of good things. Good for her. Yeah. We got uh, Mercedes Monet now. What? What? <laughs> One Mercedes well, Monet appearance was enough. We can all we can all certainly agree that Mercedes Monet is probably the uh, the white whale, the Moby Dick for uh, Triple H right now. Um, uh, I'm sure he's trying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyrie coming back. To I Moby. would say Merce- I would say Mercedes was going back if they didn't just set up this big Julia thing, but they did. Yes. So. yes. Um. Kyrie, uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, uh, Dave suspects that he she will probably come back in November. Uh, she has like a press conference, I think today, T- tomorrow, today in Japan, tomorrow, yeah, here. 
Um, so we'll we'll hear formally here at the All Japan show today to announce another match. Yes, yeah, so she has in an, September. Presumably, she's going to finish out her Japanese bookings that she is still making, <laughs> um, and then uh, she will head back to WWE. That is the proposed, and Dave is suspecting like November time. So I will guess that she'll probably come back really like the Royal Rumble or something. Um, And then, you know, maybe we get a a Royal Rumble win out of Kyrie, and then the WrestleMania match is Kyrie versus Io Sky. See, to me, that'd be worth it. (laughs) That's pretty good. I would have to say that's pretty good. Like, doing Io and Kyrie, like, if that's the big thing out of all this, cool. I'm I'm worth it to me. (laughs) Sounds good to me, baby. And I, I said this after the uh is a main event, how Sari was much more star than Kyrie in that match. Mm-hmm. And I meant that at the time. And then this happens. I was like, oh, hmm, makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually, uh, I talked to Alex. He's like, yeah, he's, Kyrie got showed up by Sari and said, oh, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back to where I was considered a bigger star. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's funny. Uh, it It's... It's just so, it's it's just not, like, the initial feeling was like, damn it. Now it's just like, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's good for her. I, ra- I rather them take someone that they had than someone new. Yes. That makes I, sense? <laughs> I would rather have them take Kyrie than, like, Julia. Right. I, right. I would, that would crush me. I'd be like, no, no, you can't. Do- you can't because so many like people that are at the top of their game now in stardom, they mm-hmm. wouldn't just they wouldn't be that anymore. Yes. Julia specifically. Julia without the headbutts I, and everything. I think Julia like, could oh, I, I think Julia myself. could figure it out. I would be more yeah, but worried. Her style about, just wouldn't be as fun. I would be more worried about people like Saya Kamatani or something like that. Like I would Yeah, Saya ain't leaving. She's all worried about being the ace of stardom. Hey, I know, man. I know. But that that would be but someone Julia, I would be yeah, Julia. About. Julia would be a star, it's just like her violence would just have to disappear. That's the thing that makes kind of her, her, her special a little bit. Yeah, but good for Kyrie. Whatever. Now let me rip to the G one so we can go home. Yeah. So G one climax playoffs are underway. Block A and Block B have both taken place. I'm I have not seen. Obviously, I'm still catching up. Have you seen Block B this morning? Uh, <laughs> no. Do you I saw who won. I saw who got in, though. Do you, yeah, do you know what I'm about to say? Do you care about the spoilers about who got in? <laughs> I saw who got in and said, thank God. <laughs> yeah, not, not really a surprise. So the Block A finalists here are, number in first place, Sonata. Second place, Hikaleo. Kind of a Stupid. Surpri- Surprise <laughs> bit there. Stupid. This might... Oh. Let me let me just let me just real quickly before you do that. Block B, the winners are Okada and Osprey, so that means the semifinals are going to be Sonata versus Osprey, which if I'm not mistaken was going to be the New Japan Cup finals. Um, and then Okada, of course, as we all suspected, Okada versus Hikaleo. Scotty, you have the That's floor. Not it. Yeah, first place versus second place, right? No, 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 no. They have the bracket out. Let me see. I'm, I'm you, pre- you might be right. I'm pretty know. sure I'm right. It's first place for no, second place. No, they're all. So it's Sonata wait, awaiting second place of C block. Osprey is awaiting first place of C block. Is it C block? C-bo- it's A to C. And I felt because I thought the whole conversation was. I thought the whole conversation was that like. Kaito Kiyomiya or Shoda or anyone has to get second place in A block to face Okada. Yeah, that was. But then they had to do it. They had to face each other in the in the semifinals for it to happen. 
Yeah, that's so we're talking about. The, the, we're talking about the semifinals. This is the quarterfinals. There's eight people. Oh, you're right. This is quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah so, but yeah. so there, so it's still Okada versus Hikaleo in the quarterfinals, right? No. What? Okay. Then what is it? I don't understand it. Then Hikaleo's waiting for D Blocks one seed. Are you sure? So, yeah, I. This, I the, swear, I posted a graph. I will right. send it I'll, to you I'll, right now. Please do, guys. I'm so confused because I, I swear it was the other way around. Also, El Phantasm is joining the Gorilla's Destiny, so take that for what you will. There we go. Um, so, anyways, let me talk about let me talk about Hikaleo, please. I'm gonna look at this graph. There. There's still a gigantic problem with New Japan for me. Mm -hmm. And it's the inability to go. And and listen, people are going to say, well, Hikaleo is a new guy. He is? Hikaleo isn't a guy that should be main eventing matches in this company. Mm -hmm. He's 32 years old. You coming into this, right? The whole story of New Japan is the young guys. The young guys are Shokata and all these things, right? Yoda Suji, Ren Narita, Shoto Umino, even Kaito Kiyomiya. Oh, let's stick them all into the same block mm-hmm. and have none of them advance. Mm-hmm. Why do you why do you need them to feel on the same level? And have them draw against each other pretty much the entire time, too. Like it it doesn't make sense. It's so mind-numbingly stupid. Kaito, Kaito not making it is just dumb. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. He was the only person I was okay with getting over Suji or Shoda because it's like, it makes sense. If He's the ace of another company. Well, Whatever. I, I'm now going to put take my foot off the gas pedal of calling him the ace of Noah after t- after this decision because like oh noah does not care about this guy he didn't no, even want to have but he's i want i want kite kaito is so good could, could he even just politic uh, couldn't even politic them their his way into couldn't noah couldn't even get kaito kimia and had no interest or whatever to get him into at least the quarterfinals couldn't even who, do it who who has interest had no interest in watching hikaleo mm, hikaleo fans Seriously, like, who has interest in watching him in this situation? No one. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, depends. I it's guess a at this point, terrible choice. Facing. Depends who he guess he's facing, but I don't think he's facing is going to be exciting. And I think Hikaleo's been perfectly fine in the tournaments. That's the thing. I don't even want to boo against this guy, but it doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. You could put a Suji, put a shooter in, and that just gives them momentum that they need. We're said we're gonna have to go another year until next year's G1 for them to get the big push. Why are we so afraid of this? You were willing to put Yoda Suji in the Dominion main event, yet he couldn't even make it to the to the block finals. He he was out of it before he was even in it. It's it's just so bad. It really is. It it is the epitome of the G one this year is the A block. The A block's the best block, and then they have all the people that made you excited about the block not make it. If I'm not mistaken, 
Um, it will probably be Hikaleo versus Jeff Cobb Zach? or Zach Saber Jr. Yeah, I'm guessing Zach and 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 less yeah, less Naito can squeak his way in in second Naito probably. Naito squeak his way. So yeah, either it'd be Jeff. It, well, it, he'll be against the first person. So at this point, it would probably Naito would probably squeak his way into second. In which case, first will either be Cobb or Saber versus uh, Hikaleo. So it'd be Naito and Okada. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Unless they do, unless they do like Cobb or Saber or something. But yeah, they haven't haven't run Naito and Okada in a year. (laughs) A year, so you got to get back to it. Um, So yeah, (sighs) we're talking maybe Naito, Okada, maybe, and then Cobb or Saber probably against Hikaleo. And I'll look at the C block real quick as well. Like it's just like it's just now one match. Right, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's another match that I have to watch on the quarterfinals. That's like I don't. This isn't going to be great. This isn't G one level. Mm-hmm. No offense to Ekaleo. Again, he's been fine. But like Gato's inability to push new guys fully kills me. Oh yeah, let's go all in with David Finley. But no, 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 not Shooter, not Suji. I just wanted one of the three to make it. So I'll, I'll say the C block stuff real quick before I give my thoughts on the whole thing. C block, uh, leader of the blocks are evil and David Finley. Uh, Shingo is probably not going to make it. Eddie's not going to make it. It's probably be going to be evil and Finley. It's going to be David Finley and Shingo. Yeah, yeah. unless Shingo squeaks his way in. Over... Shingo's facing evil. Correct. But so then, but at that point, Shingo will have seven points. Eddie Kingston would have to lose. Who is he facing? Isn't he already at seven? Uh, according to Chris Samsa, uh, what I'm reading, he's at six. Let me look at Chris Charlton. Only because Chris Samsa hasn't. Oh, I think this is not updated. This is his Yeah. Night. He yeah. hasn't tweeted in a while. That's why. I'm looking at his August 2nd. He hasn't updated uh, Night 11 elimination statement. So, Eddie Kingston, did he lose to or beat Tomatonga? Uh, <laughs> if he beat Tomatonga. All right, here, here we go. Here, here we go. go. I got it right here. Yeah. Uh, updated. It's Finley at eight, Evil at eight, Eddie at eight, Tama at, and Shingo at seven. All right. So, kind of all up in the air. I mean, looking at the things of Sonata and Osprey as first and second things, you know, Sonata against the second place person, Osprey versus the first place person. You know what? I would, I think, you know, Sonata Shingo sounds cool. Even Sonata Evil is interesting, but Sonata Shingo sounds cool for me. And then I'll say Will Osprey versus David Finley. You know, I think Will Osprey Shingo might be even better. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking fondly at that New Japan Cup match from years like a year or two ago that I love. So maybe we'll get that one. Um, so, but Shingo's so the final there. night is Eddie versus Finlay, Shingo versus Evil, which I think Finlay's winning. Yeah, which would bring him to ten. Ten and we'll, clinch and Shingo versus Evil with Shingo at what did you say? He's at seven uh, now, good. so he'd be at nine. And so, evil would lose. So, evil would yeah, lose. get him in. So yeah, so then that would be Finley yeah, versus. Tama's fighting Hanare. <clears throat> Ooh, nothing. <laughs> so there is that chance of him getting in. Um, um, but yes, 
True, but he would have to beat nine, and he is at seven, so he could, but I think Hanari's probably going to beat him. Or something, yeah. I don't know. Um, Tama made it far enough last week. I don't need two Tonkins. No offense. Uh, I agree. But yeah, I, I think it'd be more interesting for David Finley versus uh, Will um, Will Ospreay. And then I, just just because I, Shingo versus Will Ospreay would be a better match, but I think it would be more interesting to do Shingo versus Sonata. Uh, and confirm Shingo versus Will Ospreay would be a better yes. match. But I think in terms of interesting dynamics, Shingo yeah. versus Sonata, especially if we're continuing this I'd idea of, that. especially if we're continuing the idea of Naito ultimately winning the G1, then Shingo versus Sonata would be way more interesting. I think they're going to run back Osprey and Naito in the final. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even that. So even if those are the things we're talking about, right? We're talking Sonata Shingo, maybe Osprey Finley, maybe Okada. Uh, what did I say? Okada okay. Naito, and then let's just say Hikaleo, I don't know, Cobb or something. Also uh, Zach. Zach, sure, that's fine. Um, so we're talking maybe like Zach or Cobb beating Hikaleo, probably. Um, and then, it's not that I'm going to have another rant next week. <laughs> and then Osprey versus Cobb or Zach. That would make more sense if it was Zach. I yeah. think Osprey beats David Finley. Um, you should I, uh, and then Osprey versus Zach I think Osprey probably wins ultimately and then you got Sonata versus Shingo Shingo upset I think Shingo could win because then you could do a Shingo <laughs> title match at Shingo preparation. Naito after Shingo Okada or Shingo Naito Ooh. Shingo Naito would be interesting for sure I would love Okada to get the win there but then it kind of ruins the whole Sonata, Naito, Shingo gimmick. What if Osprey's just winning this tournament? <laughs> We're just completely discounting this. <laughs> I like the idea of Osprey winning this tournament and then challenging Omega in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom for the U.S. title. That That's my dream scenario. Just Let's just say fuck it and go for that. Can we just get the IWGP off or something? Yeah. I, I think Shingo being Sonata makes sense. I think Naito Okada is up in the air. I think Naito probably edges out there. And then Shingo versus Naito, that's interesting. Um, Hikaleo is not getting past the quarters, I don't think. I mean, I didn't suspect he would even get in the quarters, so there's that. And then probably Osprey, unless Finley does some sort of weird upset or something. Unless Okan turns on Will Osprey um, or something. Um, yeah, that's something, maybe. Um what was I going to say? I was going to talk about... So, do you think... I think my whole take on this is that... Imagine if Hikaleo was Kaito. How great that final... Would be. <laughs> Ka- final well, yeah, movie. but then you're talking Kaito versus... Ka- like it, The fact that he's not even facing Okada unless he gets all the way to the finals... It's I, okay. I still would have been happier. I fully thought that it was going to be second I place. Of, I feel like the bracket's wrong. Yeah, I, I fully believed... Fully thought, and I, we had a whole conversation with Chris Samson. He never interrupted me on this. I fully thought it would have been Kaito versus Okada if he, Kaito won, like in second place of A versus B. I fully I, thought that, and now they're telling me it's not that, and that's why I'm like reversed. shocked. I think at one time they said it was the like the possibility was it would be Okada in D two on one side. Mm-hmm. And then D1 and A2 on that side as well. 
I think yeah. that's what they said originally, and now the bracket says it is. Yeah, this bracket's all over the place, and I'm just going to trust what it is now. Knowing what it is yeah. now, I'm okay with Kaito losing. Honestly, like if like we're not gonna we're not gonna get that Okada match. Um, no, they're just gonna save it for Yokohama Arena. And I'll say this, Scotty, I feel like whereas I would have loved for them to shoot one Three Musketeer into that quarterfinal spot, especially if it's not Kaito, I also don't blame them for keeping them all at even footing, except for Yoda, even though he has because he has out one point more. Um, I, I'm like, I understand. Let's keep them all at the same playing field. But it's also like, I would have, if you're going to give Yoda one point, why not just put them into. Why don't you just put them all in different blocks then? That's also true. But and then they, yeah. And then maybe they all get second at best uh, or don't get in at all. Because at that point, even if you're putting them all in different blocks, they're not going to, I don't think any of them are getting in. I mean, even all putting the same block, uh, two of them aren't. It. Two of them certainly aren't going to get in, especially if Sonata. They should have had one make it. I don't give it. Like, I don't care. That's they fair. just should have one make it. Like, uh, that's I, fair. At least, at least my questioning of you had Hikaleo beat Jay White, at least that has paid off in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. Um, um, I'm very, yeah. I'm still very confused by this bracket. Please, someone in the comments or someone tell us. Are we wrong? Were we wrong this entire time? In all of our previews, were we wrong about these brackets? Like ice, like is this a is this a uh, Bearstein Bears situation? Is this a uh, am I Nelson Mandeling myself into a into this effect? Like I fully thought it was the other way around. That would have been Kaito versus Okada, and now it's like, oh no, they're on opposite of the bracket. They have to win the whole thing. I, I I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this result. I I cannot believe it. Um, Stunned. Shock! I, I I swear to God it was the other way. I I I, oh, I I swear to God, but maybe we're wrong, and I don't understand anything. I don't know anymore. I, I don't know. Who knows anymore? Who freaking knows anymore? Um. Uh. Any other thoughts about all this? I mean, we'll be back next week when it's over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So so next week I want it to end. I just want to end. No, yeah, you've not been enjoying actually, the G1 Climax this year. Uh, most of it's missable. Yeah. Is that fair? That's, that's, yeah. you, just watched, you just watched the slugs of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you just watched the absolute pits of it. Mm-hmm. You, you are fresh in this. Of watching, oh yeah, the I watched where Zack Saber Jr. and Shane Hayes were the best match. Yeah, what was that night ten? It was the main event being Tanahashi and Goto. Yeah, that met, that night uh, sucked. It was rough. I think that would have been that was probably the night you watched when we talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, that night stunk. Uh, but I'm excited about the next night. I don't even know what's on the next night. I but... read Osprey and ELP was good. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched one match from yesterday. I'm still very behind. I don't think I'm as down of it as you are. I think right, I'm be caught up by next week. Okay. Yeah. That's my <laughs> plan. I'm going, I was, I told you last, I told you yesterday, I was like, I was going to power through night 11 and night 10 took so much out of me. And I was like, I can't. You're pretty close though. I'm close. I got night 11, night 12, which are two, eight block, eight match cards. And then I got the, the finals. Have you considered block. just not watching Chase Owens? Like, why would I do that? Did you care for yourself? I'm a diamond miner or whatever his freaking 
thing is crown i'm a crown jeweler or whatever I think diamond mines from NXT. <laughs> yeah that's a diamond that's what they should call it fans but for uh, chase owens fans we call the uh crown jewelers or whatever um i don't know uh, i'm not a crown jeweler uh be back next week no i just i'm just insane person that likes to watch everything yeah, I'm not. And I like I like New Japan, so it's like I'll watch all of it. And it's I don't necessarily think I like New Japan. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Chase Owens has been the worst of the G1. Uh, Toriano's up there, Kenta's up there, or down Toriano there. doesn't count. Tori, well, he he counts to me, and he's the worst. Kenta, well, here's Kenta the, here's sucks. The thing. I don't watch either of them. I thought the what was it? Was it was on night ten? I thought the Chase Owens match on night ten was not too bad. It wasn't the worst match I, on that card. I don't, I don't. I don't think we could. I don't think we could talk anymore. No, I don't. Right. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be back. Next week we'll be a Ring Post Radio Nights. The uh, for a little scheduling note, uh, it's going to be a Ring Post Radio Nights. Um, so that's going to come out later because next week, of course, is the G One Climax Finals and the Stardom X Stardom in the morning. So Scotty's got a busy morning in terms of his other wrestling well, jobs. Well, I want to make sure I watch the G1 too, so it was good timing. Yeah, so and that's the other thing is we want to both make sure that we're watching the G1 finals and covering that next week as well. We're going to talk about you know G1 Climax finals. We'll talk about Stardom X Stardom as well. We'll talk about the N1 victory since that will have started and have a week of that. We'll preview the All-Star Junior Festival and the Stardom Midsummer Festival. Um, no, we won't. <laughs> and we'll also preview <laughs> and we'll also preview impact new japan multiverse united 2 holy shit there is a lot of things happening isn't that sunday night uh that's sunday night is the 20th so we'll preview that one for the next after that uh sure. speaking of that week uh we'll figure something out that's my i am getting married in november folks and so uh, there'll be there'll be weekends where like Jesus. i'm just i'm just busy um so next that 20th that weekend where we typically would have a ring post radio going to try to figure it out going to try to work it out that's my bachelor's weekend folks um so we're going to try to figure out when we can record i'll be driving back from virginia on monday so maybe i can make it back to record monday night um but uh it is like a six hour drive so i supposedly could do it at like eight o'clock or something but um but i will not be I will not have watched Multiverse United 2 or All-Star Junior Festival or Midsummer Festival, anything like that. Um, but that's fine. I think that would be fine. But because at that point, we're also at that point, that episode, we would be previewing all in. And and of course, impact emergence. Um holy hell, all in's that close. <laughs> all in is very close. We only got a couple episodes until all in. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode. Scotty, where can people find you? What are your plugs? And what is your match of the week? You follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, it, it's still twitter.com on my computer, so <laughs> same it's Twitter until that changes. It's um, so dumb. No, I did, <laughs> so I did, stupid. I did have Twitter like on my phone for the longest time, and then I updated my all my apps, and I was like, "God damn it, I forgot." Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, check out my interview with Sari, the Sun God, uh, over on Fightful.com. She was fantastic. Um, right uh, before her. Big time Sariism show, which happens to include my match of the week. 
which was Sari and Kyrie versus Arisa Nakajima and Takumi Roha. If you want to watch Sari, just go to work. This is the match to do it. Um, is all that Nakajima. is all that WWE rust gone? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> she she got she. I I wrote this in an article for Voice of Wrestling that hasn't come out yet. So keep an eye out for that. Um, she's the first wrestler to come from WWE after a two year stay mm-hmm. and get rid of the rust in her first match. Like yeah. I watched her start the match with WWE rust, and by the end, I saw oh she fought it all off by the end. Now it's gone. Now she's just Sari, and it's great. Yeah. Um, thank God she didn't have. She wasn't there long enough, like competing on TV or anything. I think to have much rust. Uh, thank thankfully, but she's like you know her her strike her stiff. Uh, she she's determined to bring back pretty much all Japan women's Joshi. That is that is her goal. That is literally what she said in the interview I had with her. I was like, Jesus, okay, sounds good. She wants to bring back Zenjo, which is that's that's real. That's real right there. So we we love Sari. Make sure to go watch Sariism Sari Live dot com or wherever you get your pay per views. On fight is is it, is it on fight? It's not on fight. Uh, so not, it's not not, not where you know what's crazy. <laughs> I'll just say this before I'm done. Uh, Sari has such good streaming. And I was like, you use that WWE money correctly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she invested. She understands it. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, I am going to say uh, follow us on social media at Ryan IC at Scott E Wrestling, the whole network at Count Out Pod. We're pretty much on. Oh, I have Stardom Road this week. Q&A. Yes. Listen to that. Yes. You have the Q&A uh, on Stardom Road. Right, one. We had a new episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything on Patreon.com forward slash Count Out Pod. Uh, great timing because it was Rob Van Dam before he showed up on Dynamite. Rob Van Dam versus fuck, what's the other guy's name? I already forgot. I'm immediately blanking. I'm freaking out. Uh, 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 God, oh, God, Rob Van Dam, check, crow deck, whoever Dan, Dan Crawford. Uh, this is Rob Van Dam versus Danny Crawford in all Japan. This is 1995, early Rob Van Dam, right before he goes to ECW. This, and I will not joke, folks, probably our favorite match we've ever seen, beyond maybe like Omega Okada or whatever, but like favorite match that neither of us has seen, and it blew us away. Watch it. It's so good. Danny Crawford, of course, Canon Express, a great uh, Puro tag team. But just like Rob Van Dam, just like just it's the end of his All Japan tour and before ECW, and he's just he's got it, and you're like, oh, hot damn! Uh, and then and then go watch him on Dynamite on Wednesday, I guess. So watch that patreoncom forward slash count or don't, and then watch Rob Van Dam on Dynamite um, against your favorite wrestler. Hey, hey, he he throwing as it turns out, Christian Cage's child in front of him as a shield. Uh, as he's running away, definitely bumped him up in my uh, hierarchy of uh, pillars. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, uh, beyond that, other plugs. Uh, 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 yeah, patreon.com forward slash counterpod. Definitely go check that out. Um, got a lot of stuff, fun stuff in there. Uh, if you want more, I'm just going to keep that plug going. If you want more G1 Climax stuff, uh, Okada Shorts, our New Japan podcast on the network. Um, they have been doing the G Wondering, which is their G1 
uh, audio for every night of the G1 Climax. Um, so if you want to get their thoughts um, of the G1 Climax live as it's happening, um, then go check out G Wondering on Okada's sh- Shorts podcast. Um, my match of the week is going to be the Anything Goes match, the triple threat from Dynamite, John Moxley, Trent Perretta, and Penta El Romero. I thought that was great. We had four. That was a really great match. Uh, I love that uh, ridiculous match, too. The parking lot one? Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm excited about it. Watching. Was it was great. I'm probably going to watch great. that today. I thought it was better than the Anything Goes. That's I'm fantastic. I'm great and excited because I I I'm John gonna... Moxley is walking away with my wrestler of the year because he wrestles every week. He's been like wrestler of the year for quite a while now. John yeah. Moxley. Yeah. He just like Where's he on I don't list? remember like when it all kicked into gear for him. Mm-hmm. There was like a moment where he just started wrestling like in all these incredible matches. Consistently like, great. Yeah, and like now, now he's wrestling every week. Next week it's Claudio and Moxley versus the Lucha Bros. It's like, yeah. all right, that should chalk be great. That one up, <laughs> chalk that one up, and then yeah, he's just he's incredible. He's a, he is a professional wrestler through and through. He is currently at seven for me, uh, right behind Brian Danielson. So he is he is on the outskirts. I bet if I watch the Rampage match, he might bump up to. It was so good. Beat Danielson or something. If you like, did you like the first parking lot brawl? Yeah, that they did. Yeah, yeah. Ago? I thought it was great. Well, I liked this one better, but that's because I like Mox better. That's fair. And Claudio better. That's fair. I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. I'm gonna probably it watch bloody. that today. I bet it was. <laughs> it's John Moxley. I bet it was. Anyways, bye. Yeah, uh, that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back next week for Ring Post Radio Nights, and we'll keep you posted about the week following. Until next week. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. This has been a Countout Podcast.